We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Edition of the Field of 68 Live. We can't tell you after dark, gentlemen, because it's still light out. Rob Dawson here. I got Terrence Oglesby, the rifleman. I got Wake Forest legend Randolph Childress. A couple of ACC guys, which means we had to bring on ACC champion Mike Young of the Virginia Tech Hokies. Mike, how you doing, man? Appreciate you Rob, being here. I'm good. Thanks. Thanks for having me on. Good to be with you. Look, we got you. Uh, when, when I asked you to come on the show, do you remember what you said back to me? No. You said, have a Heineken ready for me. Yeah. And there's one thing that's that a we simple deliver ask. here. That's a simple ask. <laughs> we made sure that not, we had he's not high maintenance. The no. Heineken's ready for you, and more than just one. I'm appreciative. <laughs> How long you want me to stay, fellas? I, I'm in. Do we have Do we have an opener? We got an opener. Hey, we'll, we'll figure, we'll figure <laughs> it out. Yeah, we'll, we'll figure that one out. We'll make it happen. I'm set. I am all set. Jim Root, open that beer for us. Yeah, Jim Root will do it. Yeah, somebody going to use the ring trick. Yeah. You got so, the ring trick. It's not a twist on. Thanks, man. That's, <laughs> please do. That, that's the way to start out a show right there. That's well, the way to start it. out a show. I, I'm appreciative. Thanks very much. So, we, on our show, all season long, Terrence Oglesby over there was talking up Virginia Tech, right? They're the, they're the sleeper team you need to keep an eye on. They're better than their record says they are. The metrics uh, are telling us that they're really good. What? What changed during the tournament? And what changed down the stretch of the season that allowed you guys to kind of well, make that run you Well, the simple answer is we started playing better basketball. Uh, the more detailed <laughs> answer is, and Randolph knows this, Theo knows this, we had high-character people in that locker room. When we were 2-7, and 10-10, and 10, we never splintered. We never – we stayed the course. We hung in there, continued to practice well. Uh, and then we caught a couple of breaks, and we won a couple in a row, and then we won three. Um, you know, and then it is the most memorable season I think I've had in my 20 years as a head coach for a number of reasons. I did, and I took, I, I took it to heart. We were better than our record indicated. We were not playing very good basketball. And last time I checked, guys, that comes back to the head coach. Um, but, uh, but those guys hung in there. There was never a group of two or three over in that corner, two or three over in that corner. This guy doesn't know what he's doing. Hey, man, you should be playing 35 minutes a game. You aren't getting enough shots. It was always, what do we need to do to win tomorrow? Uh, What do we need to do to play better defensively? We were 15th, dead last in our league defensively. We couldn't guard anything. uh, But slowly but surely, uh, we came around. We finished the year in fifth defensively in those those numbers. 
you know, and it was uh, it was a sight to behold. It was a lot of fun to be a part of. Storm Murphy. I yeah. talked to you at ACC Media Days, and, man, he's a killer. I love the kid. I'm glad he's back with me. His progression throughout the season. I mean, we're going, terrific. We're, we're just a simple correction, if you don't mind. We're going through the legal process now. We've changed his name to March Murphy. March Murphy. It's, <laughs> no, it's, no, longer, it's no longer Storm Murphy. So okay. let's go on record. We're going March Murphy. Right? It's March Murphy. March Murphy. Um, you know, uh, just a, 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 a thumbnail sketch of our team and our season. He was struggling. He was not playing very well. Um, he would be the first to admit that. We had a couple of long conversations. Our fan base was, uh, shall we say, a little, uh, a little um, over the top with their criticism. Right. Um, but like our team, Storm hung in there. Uh, we had another kid emerge uh, at the point guard spot. Sean Padula played oh, really good basketball a, for us uh, as a uh, as a rookie, and uh, Storm got his footing, found his footing, was very very good over the last third of the season, and then certainly in the ACC tournament. Lord sakes above, he was he was phenomenal. And, you know, five made threes against Clemson, four in the first half. I thought he was just he had a great tournament. Really really good against Duke in the final. Uh, couldn't happen to a better person. I love coaching that guy. I thought he got better. I, I thought he was too passive early on. He was turning down opportunities, yeah. and it hurt your team. You know, um, as he got more aggressive and more comfortable, it, it just resonated through the team. And obviously, you guys. Uh, I think pretty it's, solid I think it's a great else. a great point, Randolph. Um, you know, our league took a. We took a lot of hits. We took a lot of hits from you guys. Yeah. All right. ACC's down. Bad year. Um, I think we need to temper those expectations as you, we move along. You want an apology from, yeah. from Goodman? Goodman? Jeff, Jeff, Jeff come Jeff. here. Can I, <laughs> I, I would like for you to issue a formal apology <laughs> to, to the Atlantic <laughs> Coast. Here, to the Atlantic <laughs> Coast. We had one today. All right. Come here. Come we here. We had one today. Um, the my one, point. The one bit ACC. The one bit ACC. One bit. Yeah, <laughs> I saw all that. All right. I saw all that, and it, it, it upset did it me. You off? It did. Yes. Did you have how um, many Heinekens did you have after you heard that? A, a, couple, a couple. A couple that <laughs> don't that's a, doesn't make me a bad guy. Um, <laughs> but we're at an age when we're all trying to integrate new pieces. I'm trying to bring along a kid that I know well, but he's new to our team. Um, I think we're all as we move along. Now, the criticism was warranted. Our, t- our league wasn't great other than Duke in November, December. But the last time I checked, there are four teams here and two of them are from our league. Mm-hmm. The last time I checked, there were eight teams standing and three of them were from our league. Mm-hmm. Notre Dame was phenomenal uh, in the uh, Sweet 16 game, could very well have moved along. So... Uh, I've said my I've said I've said my piece. All right, I'm going to play <laughs> and I'm a Pac-12 guy. Yeah, I went to Arizona. The Pac-12 stunk last year. It still got three of eight teams in the the yeah. lead eight. Yes, that doesn't yes. always mean like sometimes teams can get hot at the right time. True, Agreed? true, true. Like Carolina has gotten really hot. They're peaking at the Look right at time. Man, they're playing great basketball. Right. So you can't argue. Listen. Nobody cares what Hubert Davis did now in November, Nor should they. January. Nor should they. Because what matters to people, our sport is based, unfortunately, on what happens in March. I couldn't agree more. Which sucks in a way. It sucks, but it's the reality of it. So, listen, I'm with you. The problem is, again, you base your resumes as leagues in November and December. That's the problem. How about uh, about this? How about this? I, I just... 
so admire Coach Davis and what he's done with his team. They lost to Pittsburgh at home. Now, Coach Capel's team played a really good ball game. They lost to Pittsburgh at home, okay? Uh, We've got them next. We've got them at at our place, and that place is jumping. That place is nuts. Mm. And we are playing good basketball, and we could not have been more excited. uh, And North Carolina clipped our wings. I mean, they just – they played a whale of a ball game. I think they've won nine of ten. All right, their lone loss coming to us in the semifinals of the ACC tournament. Um, so, for Coach Davis to manage and massage that uh, that group and get them here, and I think what a testament to his uh, to his abilities. Cheers, yeah. everyone. Uh, Good to be with absolutely. you. Good to absolutely. be with you. Um, yeah, I think a real testament to his. You can, uh, you can have it. I'm going yeah. to. <laughs> <laughs> hey, we, we go, We're not we going to take it back. We go back 30 years. Yes. We're not going to take it back. We don't have this courage. Here we go. Here we go. There it is. Hey, Coach, some of that stuff, you talk about your reputations made in November, December. The ACC relies on a lot of transfer players, a lot of yeah. younger players. That, yeah. that takes some time, yes, right? Yes, you better believe it. Yep. Um, you know, especially kids in the back. Any player. Mm, yeah. um, Look at Brady Manick. North Brady Carolina Manick is trying example. to bring uh, Manick into the fold. Yep. I think he's the key to their team. Baycoat's going to have a double-double. I don't care who he's playing Saturday. All right? He's a double-double machine. He's terrific. Caleb Love has been really, really good. Manick is averaging 20 points a game over the last – I think the only game he hasn't been over 20 was our game um, when he had. Now, we were different. We had the ability to switch. Okay, Manic is not as good as he is. He's not a butt kicker in the post. Mm-hmm. Um, but we just, were, we just talked and we talked and we talked in the lead up to that game. You can't give him a blink. If he's got a blink, he's going to put it in the hole. Yep. Uh, and we took that away from him. He didn't make a three in our game. We we're lucky. Uh, I think we held him under under ten points, and we thought that was the that was the key, key. to the game. Yeah. Yeah. Not letting him get going yeah. is, yeah. is yes. huge. And he I had mean, 10, he against he was five. Like you oh. couldn't find two more different no. players. But it's almost like who can guard who? Then I'm not sure either can really guard either guy. And that's the crazy part. We look at Paulo, and you say like he's a monster. I mean, he is terrific. But again. It's going to be tough for Paolo to get out and guard Brady Manick. Paolo is a monster. He's uh, he's exceptional, yep. well documented. I couldn't agree more. Um, what a what a basketball player. I think it'll come down to who can score more in transition, where they're both really really good. Um, we were lucky. I mean, just how we play in our lineup I don't is know if different. You're lucky, I, I think um, you're not, again, you're not, I'm not lucky. So lucky, Luma but. and Mutz uh, and their ability to switch and really negated Mark uh, Mark Williams, yep. uh, and he couldn't play a whole lot. Nor could Theo John. So coach was going to have to go with Paulo at the five and and uh, AJ Griffin at the four. At the, uh, at the four. Uh, and Mark Mark is such a talented person. Baycoat's going to be on the floor. Consequently, Mark Williams is going to be on the floor. Um, we were able to keep Duke and North Carolina out of transition in that particular game, in those particular games, and that is might be everything. What did the question? I, I always get people when we talk about you. One of the things that always comes up is, man, he can coach his ass off. Like I hear that from every coach, and I know, again, you're humble. That's not something you necessarily want to hear. But what did you learn by being at Wofford? by maybe not having as much talent 
as, as some other teams, even in your league over the years? Because Watford was a very tough job when you got it. It got progressively a little bit better it, before it, you left. But how much did that force you to have to maybe coach even more than certainly you even have to do at Virginia Tech? Jeff, I think more than that, and you know where I'm coming from when I say this. Um, I'm so respectful of that league and thankful um, that I cut my teeth in that league. That's a great league, and it continues to get better. But, fellas, go nose-to-nose with Bob McKillop as many times as I did. You're going to make you grow up, right? right? Mm-hmm. Or he's going he's to flatten your nose every time he plays you. John Crest at the College of Charleston, Larry Hunter, Western Carolina, Bob Hoffman, Mercer. Uh, that'll – That'll put some marks on your rear end, and, um, and, and, and it did for me. And um, I think as much as anything, those experiences, I heard Larry Hunter say one time at Western Carolina, you come out of this league, you've seen a lot. Uh, you've coached against other really good coaches, and uh, very few, few things are going are gonna to surprise you. That's been my experience. Coach, you've had Darius Maddox shoot above 50%. Oh. You've had Hunter Couture exploded some games. Fletcher McGee, all these shooters. I mean, me, me and Randolph, we, we watch these games and we salivate because of all these open looks guys get. You two guys would love to play for me. That's right. Or you would played have. for a great one, Oliver. You played for a great one in Coach Odom. You guys you guys would have had a different shade of green. There's not a shade of green. That it would have been – and I would have run you off so many screens your head would be spinning. Um but Couture I just, was like, he was coming with you to Walford. Yeah. And then you take him with you, and he's turned into a terrific you player. You have three guys now, three guys on your team that that you that were SOCOM players. Mm-hmm. And one that came from Delaware. Mutz came right, from Delaware. Right. I mean, so. Think about that. Like, you you won in the ACC again. I mean, I saw I was there for hey, your tournament hey, fellas, game when I, saw, when I saw Luma. Like, you knew he was good enough. Hey, fellas, I, I – I think maybe my background, I, I'm not getting into all this four-star, five-star stuff. I see some of those five-stars. I would I, – no, thank you. You might not know yeah. what to do with them. I may not know what to do. There's a couple of them now. I'd figure it out. They would make me a better coach. Uh, but um, are they good boys? Are they good guys? Yeah. They had a good heart. Good boys. Are they about to – Your culture was – Having watched it and, su- and seen it with the, in the most difficult times, I yes. mean, again, yes. I watched you guys. Yes. You saw after it. The, I was there. Yes. We talked about yes. that before we started at Carolina. You guys had just lost on the road at BC. Coming into Carolina, you knew it was going to be a tough game on the road. You guys hadn't been home in forever. Long. You guys time. were on a, on a long road trip, yes. and then you had to play Carolina at Carolina, and you guys never wavered. Nope. There was no panic. It was it was just consistent. But I wanted to ask you how much of the evolvement of your freshman, the growth of your freshman, because early on you didn't have a bench. I think by the time I, I covered your – you were 0-4 to start in your first game against Notre Dame, you won. And into that game you might have had – I mean, they might have been single digits from your bench in scoring. And then by the time we get to the second half of the season, Sean Padula's playing and playing really good basketball. Darius son. Maddox was out there playing. I mean, you had gotten minutes from your bench – significant minutes that was impactful and do you think that was obviously to your staff and yourself but that helped turn things around and, and extend to make that run to win the AC tournament maybe, the, get maybe the key to all of it uh-huh. um, Randolph when I saw you at North Carolina I was in such a bad place um, I couldn't get my arms around it uh, I, we were doing so much through Aluma and Mutz um, we weren't scoring enough to win yeah. I, I've never had a team I thought 
you know, I would find my team there. Uh, our bench play was sporadic at best. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, the lights come on and the emergence of Padula was – he scored 19 points in te- against Texas in the NCAA. He had some really – the guy scored four, five threes at Florida State. Five threes in the first half and then bangs his next one to, uh, to start the second half. Maddox was awesome. He was awesome. He hit that three against Clemson the guy right in front scored, of me. The guy <laughs> scores like he breathes. Yeah. He laces his shoes up, and he's you gifted. expect you expect you know he's going to. The guy shot over fifty percent from three, and I'm begging him. Hey, again, you guys would love to play for me. I'm begging him to shoot more. Shoot the ball, buddy. All right, we're running all this stuff for you. Let it uh, let it go. David Gasson uh, helped our team he's win good. games. John Agioko came off the bench. Uh, in uh, in spots to help our team win bigger body. So yeah, to your point, Randolph, those guys were those guys were exceptional. Helped us helped us greatly. All right. Well, listen, we're going to let you get to dinner. We appreciate you stopping by. Take the other. Yeah, we we'll take, take 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 a few others. Take the others. So, are you kidding me? <laughs> you guys, you guys know me well. I'm, leaving Heineken. I'm not leaving Heineken on the table. <laughs> appreciate it, man. Listen, Thanks yeah, for having me. Great seeing you, Mike Young, Virginia Tech head coach. And uh, I got to get my ass to Blacksburg. Yes, you do. I know. I will. Hey, I will. The most underrated venue I'll get in the out league. There. Yeah, no I question. Will. Always welcome. You know that. All right. Well, listen. Appreciate it. Enjoy dinner. Enjoy your time here. And uh, I don't. I don't need to be seeing you out in Bourbon Street too late tonight. Not. Right? Not a chance. Right. Not no, a wife's here. Too far down the road. Too far down the road. Thanks, fellas. Appreciate it. Thanks, Mike. Great to see you. Is Virginia Tech head coach Mike Young joining us here on the field of sixty-eight after dark. I, I, I can't. Ross, uh, do you want to tap back in or no? I can jump in there. All right, we're going to bring in... Uh, we, need, we need Fanta in there, too. Is Fanta not getting in there? Uh, yeah, get in there, Fanta. In. Fanta's we're making a Fanta's big... This getting is in. like a line switch. This is a line change. This is we got a line change. line change right now. And uh, we are here at Gordon Beers. This is high-level high sure video right down. here. We're right across from the Harris Casino. Right down the street from the Hilton Hotel, where all the coaches are at. And yeah, come by to Gordon Beers. Uh, come, come hang by, out with us. Come by. You can. Uh, Goodman, if you come down here and say hi to Goodman, he will buy you a beer. I might give you the rest of my Heineken. What's wrong with Heineken? Right, I'll, I'll tell. I'll tell you what. Beer, the beers at Gordon Beers are much better than the Heineken. I, I can't. I, I can't that. say that. I'm no, not going to say come that. Down. Like, if you're watching, come down, hang mm-hmm. out with us. We're here till eight we're, o'clock. We're, we're live. You can you can see Tim Miles in the background right, right here, Miles ladies and gentlemen. He's not jumping. Let's on go. The here we go. I'd rather bring Ava in. She's, she's gonna Inside the mind of Miles is back on the field of sixty-eight. Mm-hmm. <laughs> How are we doing, Coach I'm Miles? Doing, hey, I'm doing. Giving him tips. I, I didn't know the field of sixty-eight still existed. Oh, got it folded after? I, yeah, I, yeah. I, I mean, like, it, it let's just face it. This thing would be. You'd I mean, still be working in your ba- mom's basement if it wasn't for old Timmy Miles. <laughs> Yeah. And bringing the this thing. Pod. Well, I, I do. I, you, you really did help us in that first year. You gave us a little bit of, of name credibility. And I told the story oh, yesterday lie. about how you walked through <laughs> the, the, the hotel with the beers in your backpack. I told that story. Uh, <laughs> yeah, to, that was with, great. With that was great story. And, and to show our appreciation and in honor of your affinity of, uh, of Coors Lights and bags, Carter Elliott has a gift for you over Oh, here. boy. Yeah. All we, do is, all we do is give out alcohol here. That's all we do. Anybody's watching, just come on down. We'll give you something. It's a high-class, premium brew. And look at this. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about right there. We're going to have those mountains blue by the end of the night. I know how to do that. 
Thank you so much. Yeah, That's got, so we generous. Got, we got a full bag of, uh, of course lights so over here. For I you. would I would put that in my own bag, and uh, and I would like. You have to understand when you buy a high quality bag. As a coach, you're thinking like, I got to put this in an airplane. I got to kick it under the seat in front of me. I might have to carry a six pack of Coors Light and uh, put some ice on it and snuggle it up to the room what to go see Salt What was that though? That it was leaking like that? Well, what, I think I had get? too much ice. I think you guys talk too much. You guys it melted in your midst. I mean, come on, we wait, wait. We talk too much. Yeah, yeah. The final four stories, folks, are really good. High yeah, level one. And that's funny. We and, were. Where were we walking a few years ago? We were trudging. Was that in Minneapolis? Remember, Probably. we were going to like some. I don't know. It, it was like. Was that we were going to a little restaurant? It was Saul. Yeah, it was Saul. It was your whole crew. Let me tell you about that Final Four. My, um, I have was chafed right here because I just got fired in Nebraska, and it was like, "Hey, coach, uh, hang in there." <laughs> 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 hey, I mean, everybody was just like, "Okay, enough of the hitting. I'm fine. All right, we're gonna be okay." I got the feel of '68 right around That's the corner. Right. You knew, you knew, yeah. you were. It was all lined up no. for you, and we got you. We got you the job. You guys really, you. essentially, right. yeah. I mean, we're like a, a search firm. <laughs> I know you are. I mean, we are. We are basically your a search cuts firm. Way what, what, are, what are our what's our percentages right now Nothing. in terms of we don't charge right now. So, no, but no, I'm saying like of guys that came on 100%. the show oh, no. after losing their job. How many? <laughs> three how many three, are working again? Right? Arch, four for four. Sean, Steve Prohm. Steve Prohm. That's right. Steve. Timmy Miles. Timmy Miles. And Frank Martin. And Frank Martin. And he got a job that night. On the show, that? he got to, right. while That's we were five. live. He you got the job. Finalized his contract five. that night. You know what I got? I got manscaped. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I got manscaped. Yeah. I got, Wait. That light is. I will tell you, <laughs> the little light on the thing. Do you think you could still read that? That manscaped ad. Could you <laughs> do it? I can hardly do if it. Brought it up right now. Would you want it? They're not. If they maybe. Uh, so good. You know, help me out with a little nil, Coach Miles. Uh, I was going to ask you back in the day when you were your player's age. If you could have done any NIL deal, what would Tim Miles have been doing? Well, any pizza company in the world. I mean, because I'm a pizza freak. <laughs> if it's got dough and, and sauce and cheese, I'm in, right? I mean, you don't get this size by accident. And so um, I, that's, I would have been a, the pizza guy, the, the dough boy, guy. the whatever you want to be. Deep yeah. dish or thin? Um, yeah, exactly. Why would I put myself... In a corner, and 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 not allow like I'm gonna eat deep dish. I'm gonna eat thin. Everything. Like I mean, I'm gonna fold it over. Pizza's pizza, dude. Pizza's pizza. Yeah, I don't, I don't think you can. I think you, you, I don't know you're not a real connoisseur unless you. <laughs> this is not a Dallas you thing. You're not a pizza guy. No. I love pizza, but I don't think deep dish is pizza. It's, it's, it's a meal. It's 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 like uh yeah yeah it is. It's it's a little different, Miles. It's it's an open face calzone. <laughs> you know. I mean. So you so you're kind of a pizza snob, like a, yeah. You know what it is? It's tomato and cheese quiche. Yeah, but hold the that's phone what, for a second. No, no, no. Hold, hold the phone. Fancy, Fancy you better bring up what I think you're about to bring up. He's the same guy. <laughs> you better wait, bring up what you're about to bring up. That's the only way this guy's going to be on this <laughs> show. <laughs> wait a minute, Coach. Coach. That's great. That looks good, doesn't it? Coach, hold on a second. You're calling him a pizza snob. It's the same guy who said he'd put ketchup with a cinnamon raisin bagel. No, no that's not. He did not say that. Oh, yes, he did. Yes, he did. I, he said. also said Carolina could beat an NBA team. <laughs> <laughs> how about that? Okay. Hey, how did I miss that episode? I <laughs> yeah, mean, that yeah. was yesterday. So, um, uh, you're really going to put ketchup on that? Uh, out of everything that we just said, I'm glad that that's the one that you were most concerned about. <laughs> no, so here's this was, this was a conversation, okay? We had Isaiah Wong, Jersey Kid, 
Uh, I was told to ask him about putting ketchup on his uh, cinnamon raisin egg and cheese sandwiches. It's not just taking a cinnamon raisin bagel and putting ketchup on it. It's when you make your bacon egg and cheese sandwich or your salt egg and cheese sandwich and you use a cinnamon raisin bagel or a salt bagel or whatever, it doesn't matter what the sandwich, the, the breading is. I'm going to dip that I, in ketchup. But here's the thing. No, here's, here's, I have a question from the back. I got a question from the back. I have a question from the producer. Uh, so my question is, so at one point, there has to be some ketchup on the bagel that has raisin in it. So at one point, you are eating just ketchup and cinnamon raisin bagel. Exactly. That's disgusting. Yes, exactly. That's disgusting. That's that. Right. No. And it, that's it, okay with him. It's that's like, gross. Yeah, it's like Look when you... Look at him. Like but, he's, but he's it, insulted does, that we haven't talked why about does a cinna- Why does a raisin work well with melted cheese? This so, is like if you set a curfew well, well, first of all, for I'm, your kids, I'm in the, I'm in the thing. and you, you were like, guys, it's 11.30, and they came back at 11.41. Well, Dad, it wasn't midnight, but it was still past 11.30. Yeah. That's what the cinnamon raisin bagel and the ketchup are. But, but how does the cinnamon raisin bagel right, make sense? With let's let's talk basketball. Cheese. Here, I have a question. I have a basketball Man, question for on. you. I'm ready. You were at Nebraska. Now at San Jose State. And the nation, the people that are watching this show, I don't think understand what it takes what it takes to do the job day in, day out, and what it takes from your staff. Tell us what people don't understand about what your staff's doing at San Jose State right now to resurrect a program. What staffs go through at the mid-major level? Yeah, I think that, you know, the, the first and foremost is, you well, know. First and foremost, Mountain West is not a mid-major. Carry on. I, I got that I, in there for you. Thank you. I got that, yeah. I got that in there for you. Mid-major plus plus. Yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah, right. Plus, plus. Uh, you so, get the question, though. So, so. Forbid league. There's a, there's a couple different things. Every job has its own uh, issues this way. Like so, if I'm in the Big Ten and I'm at Nebraska, I'm not recruiting. You know, I, I'm sitting there and I'm, I'm Tom Izzo, right? So I'm in the same gym, and and Coach Izzo, all he's doing is complaining that he can't recruit the same guys That's that big. Kentucky and North Carolina and Duke, right? So we all have our, you know, you're you're kind of slotted in there, right? Um, of where you fall in the terms of capturing the interest of a recruit and his family, this, that, and other thing. So what are my guys doing right now? One is trying to identify, I think the hardest thing about recruiting is um, it would be the due diligence uh, thing. So imagine this, that I can go out and watch a kid play and see his talent and his skill, how athletic he is, how easy he moves, what his skill level is. There's a few things that you got to pick apart later, like his ability to pass and make a decision and stuff like that. But really, it doesn't take long to look at and evaluate a huge piece of the puzzle. And a lot of people, that's where they begin and end. That kid is a bucket. That kid really scores. He's a super whatever. But unless you have a kid that's got a high basketball IQ and a guy that's got high character, like he's he's got initiative, he's a self-starter, you're not going to work for me. You've got to have some some certain things. So now how you dig in and find out that that information I, I don't think you can do it um, unless you get in their environment and their turf how and many figure that out how many times a day are you looking at the portal i've he never how about this i've never opened the portal but my son is 17 and and he's got a track me today and three times they're gonna track me and he's hit me with verbal commits um really? hey this kid's in the portal <laughs> i'm like you know you're not on the payroll Focus well you are on the payroll right indirectly he's on the payroll yeah but, I mean, I, they're in it, and I don't even – I mean, like, we get – there's names that come by every day, and there's probably three or four names that I'll sit down and watch. This morning I had two Zooms. I watched another two different kids uh, on Synergy just to see – to make that quick evaluation. Don't hit Mike. <laughs> don't don't yeah, knock sorry. over Mike. You'll never be invited back. <laughs> I'd never do that to Mike. So, um, um, Mike, I had the uh, – uh, I was in uh, – 
I was in Las Vegas and I was staying at the what, the Win. Okay. Yep. And 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 USA Basketball, it's a big spot, right? So I walk in there and I'm I forget who I'm with, like Craig Smith, I think I was with, and um, and Mike Shishevsky in the back with some of the big wheelers and dealers, right? Yeah. yeah. So um, I ordered the Nokia, right? And so Coach Shishevsky's walking out, and um, and he says, uh, "Hey, what'd you order, Coach?" I said, I had the Nokia, Nochi, Noki, right, Noki. <laughs> and I said, you know, I said, he goes, so did I. Add the Italian sausage. Ooh. And he walks out, right? So I get my server over here. I said, hey, you know who that guy was? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Give and me the Italian So he sausage. just told me, I don't want the chef mad or anything. <laughs> <laughs> All right, can I get Italian sausage in there? We'll see if we can make it happen. I got extra Italian sausage. It was phenomenal. C.J. Moore. C.J. Moore. C.J. Moore. Moore. Moore in the house. He fired me from the Athletic after one he year. Yeah, because you were so bad. No, you know what? No, you know what it was. I had to carry it. True. You, you, know, true. I was, you know what it was? I was good, he, and the producer was good. He he wanted he, he wanted you to come. He wanted to take mine to Miles. That's what it was. He, so when we I worried. said. Do you want to give him a chance to speak for the He said, you, you shouldn't Come be second out. fiddle. Right. You need to be the star. That's right. We've kept that trademark. You need to be the star. Tim Miles Basketball Enterprises has kept that the trademark. The Mind of Miles? Yeah, inside nice. the Mind of Miles. Inside the What? In the Mountain West. Listen. In the Mountain West, is there a huge disparity between resources? Obviously, we know San Diego State has a lot. The most. The most. How, how significant is the difference when you're talking about the haves and the have-nots? I, I'd say you know yet? there's a couple teams in the lower tier. Yeah. There's a few in the upper. And I think the Boise, Colorado yeah. State, yeah. Uh, I, Wyoming's making progress yeah. with what they're doing. Uh, you know, New Mexico is New Mexico. I think once the, you know, the, the pandemic kind of gets behind everybody and the pit fills up again and and the budget goes up again. I think that it's will be boy, a better thing. It's your boy, by the thing. way. You and Richard Pacino Richard. Re- reunited yeah. again yeah. in the yep. Mountain West. Thank God for Richard. Um, or I wouldn't have got on the board this year. Yeah, that's a good point. That's a good point. <laughs> um, no, we uh, we were bound to get somebody. But, uh, <laughs> but the odds it are. It was good that it was Richard. Yeah, it was, it was fine. <laughs> um, I, hey, I'd be happy beating Nico. Doesn't matter. Or Leon I know. Or, yeah. or Nico kicked your ass, like, didn't he? Oh my God! Right. It was over from the and then he was yeah. still like pressing and throwing lobs. At the <laughs> Good end. for him, you know. Good and for I him. and I, and I love Nico. And I heard him telling stories last night. Oh, I, you know, man, he's got a little Joe Biden in him, doesn't yeah. he? Yeah. Uh, you know, <laughs> hey man, you know, yes. you know the thing, the deal. The deal. Yeah. Nah, I never it. thought I'd hear Nico Medved has some Joe Biden in <laughs> He's him. He's got a little Joe Biden in him. Yeah. So we've actually given him a cha- a microphone here. You want to speak for yourself? Did you? I, I didn't hear. What, what was he saying? So we were just talking about the t- the the um, Miles Moore Madness podcast and the now defunct. I think it, it says yeah, what they happened. Can, they, they canceled us. It's still in my Spotify favorites. <laughs> yeah, my, mine too. Mine too. How, how many, many episodes? episodes? Yeah. Well, yeah. how many did you do? Uh, I'd say we did probably 20. 20? I, we did a lot. We worked, man. We worked. It's a lot of miles. We worked. At least once a week. It's a lot of miles. Sometimes twice. It's a lot of miles. Twice a week? <laughs> there were times where we did twice. We did. Yeah, yeah, we did. You, you must have been. Right. We had some guests on there, didn't they? Bring some guests on? We got some guests on. Yeah. Yeah, we had miles some good ones. Miles started strong remember, with us, guess wise. <laughs> miles started strong, but at, by the end. At the end, I called my sister and like, hey, can you get on, Karen, Paula, Kelly, one of you guys? We had Gene Taylor at one point. I, in, we did in, in Gene Taylor's house. We did Gene Taylor in Gene Taylor's house. Basically, got Jerome Tang hired. I think. Yeah. <laughs> no Bill Moose though, right? Who? No Bill Moose. No. <laughs> 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 what a guy! There they are. 
Strength and weakness. Kevin Pagua. Wow. Metrics. Pagua. Thrilling radio. All right. How far can these talking offense preview? We got Drew on. Yeah, we had Scott Drew on. Wow. Yeah, I didn't even think of it. We had some polls. Thanks. I mean, I don't know that Scott Drew would have been able to win a national championship if he didn't get Well, I think it all adds up, right? It all adds up. It all adds up for sure. People, like. His career really turned. Once he came on our show, okay, we did another anecdote with Ken Palm. Ken Palm, Ken, Ken Palm, yeah, you, you, he came on. Tim yelled at him now. about <laughs> his uh, hair now. What's he doing? I don't know if it was like this when you did. His hair is like down to, to like here. He's oh, lost yeah, his yeah. mind. Total, total hippie now. COVID. When you live in Wyoming, nobody really yeah. sees you. Yeah. So that's, that's true. Really Does he live in Salt Lake now? Oh, maybe. Uh, yeah, that's somewhere around. There. He went to Wyoming. Somewhere. We're tracking Ken Pomeroy's movements. To me, in Boston, it's all the same out there. Oh, how is Boston? Boston's good. Well, it will be when I get home. When I mean, yeah, you more than last 32 you degrees. I'm you know, home a couple days. Here's what I say. I think my wife likes you. March. <laughs> By the way, it's always every recruiter who's listening right now, I'm sure you're still with us. San Jose. So let's just get to the point. The land of San Jose, milk and honey. Look at all, I mean, like. <laughs> You've never I looked mean, better. You should right. see how That's pale right. I was in Nebraska. Oh, he right. looked like Awful. crap in Nebraska. Looks like I was. He ragged. couldn't even walk without tripping in Nebraska. <laughs> <laughs> I look ill all the now, time. Look at you. You can skip. You can I know. jump. It's, you can... It, my mood is way better. It is way Vitamin better. Vitamin D over and over and over. <laughs> yeah. It's amazing. But I'm just happy that we're still propping up the field of 68. And we are. We are. You guys have managed to. To stay in business without you, both, without you. both the athletic <laughs> the and we've ever had. did we lose the Phil Six is Eight have overcome to miles. That's the headline. <laughs> okay, enough of the truth. Right, so, hey, okay. for this Final Four, all the big boys. Yeah, how about that? Is is this good or do we need a little bit of? a am calling Carolina Cinderella. They're getting pissed well, at I mean, it, but they kind of are in, in the grand scheme of things yeah. here. Right? They're an eight seed. Is this good, or do we need one team that might? Well, I mean, how like can you imagine St. Peter's making it? Can you some ama- just just it, let it that been run cool. there? Like it would have been amazing on one hand, it but could have been a crappy game. Could have been ugly on right. the other, yeah. right? So you're like, what do you want? You know, and, I want and, great games. And Duke and Carolina yep. are downplaying the rivalry a hundred percent today. We like, all know that. Right. right. Nobody wants. Well, somebody's going to lose this game. Their season's going to end here, and they're going to think it's a failure of a season. Yeah, right? I mean, well said. I mean, Carolina shouldn't because, again, the expectations yeah. for them in the middle of the year were let's just make the tournament. Right. So, but you're right. You lose to Duke, and then if K wins the whole thing, I think as long oh, as they don't get crushed, I think if it's a close okay. game, yeah. I think they got to be okay. I don't know. But the other thing is, if you're Duke, like, look at the dynamic of Mike Shashevsky losing back-to-back games to North Carolina. Be a tough way to go out. To cap off his career. Yeah. I was at um, the West Regional in, in uh, the Chase Center in San Francisco, and I, I was stunned that Duke has lost as many games as they have. Like, so I mean, talented. they're so talented. Yeah. They've well, got, you saw a good point guard play Duke. When Roach the plays, you go. number three, right? right? When right. Roach plays, yeah. like, I'm just they're like, I don't beat. know how you beat them. How was the atmosphere there? It's great. That's a really cool building. It's really oh, it's a great building. Great building. We were there right before the pandemic yeah. with, uh, with my daughter. And awesome. It's such a cool oh. building. It's it's got Big great time. sight lines and it yep. holds noise and it's really good. I mean, NBA arena is not, not not always that way either. You know, you're you're so good at, at talking about and this is what you did for us last year is talk about the overall state in the sport. So Mark Emmer talked earlier 
And oh boy, I to, missed it. To, yeah, right. Well, you didn't miss much. <laughs> to be candid, he didn't take any accountability. He put things on Congress. He put things on the schools. I'm curious, Tim, as a coach in this sport, if you were in that type of position, if you let's say we made you college basketball commissioner for a day, right? right, right. What, Hold on. Yeah, that's what that's what he would. What do. would you and what Sports would you try to do? What one. would be on your agenda in the sport? Well, I, I would want to get a handle on name, image, likeness, really. And because here's what I don't like about name, image, likeness. And let's face it, there's there's collectives out there or whatever it is. But how do you manage that? That it's not a recruiting inducement. It's almost impossible Can't. to differentiate that. I think. Uh, but second of all, is that okay? So I've got a kid that's been with me for three years, and he's now my sixth man or my my fifth starter. And, and a, a recruit comes in, gets a great deal through this collective, all legal, right? All fine. Everything's checking every box right well you know okay now that kid um is getting let's just say ten thousand dollars like for a men's basketball yep. player or something like that not in sort but but a fairly significant amount of money and here's this guy who's literally doesn't come from much and doesn't have much and now doesn't have anything and he's playing better than this kid over and over and over yeah you tell me there's not going to be some animosity there i've somehow? said this and, and coaches I don't like it. prior to the season we're like no it's not going to be an issue this that and the other but i think when you're right when it I'm happens. sure nobody wants to talk about it. Can you, can you explain to people that are watching this what the collective is now, what schools are trying well, to do? We, yeah. So from what I understand, yep. right? So a collective is a thing where um, as a coach we can't organize anything, but we might have a company or a business or somebody to come up and say, hey, we'd like to be part of a collective. And there are companies out there running collectives. They, they sign agreements with student-athletes and um, – and, and they go out and solicit, you know, Manscaped to try whoever. and get, you know, yeah. whoever it might be. It might be um, uh, uh, the old public parking building right there. The guy that owns that, yeah. uh, TMBC LLC. It could be here. It could, yeah. could be yeah. here. Yeah. Gordon yeah. Beers. Gordon Which, by the way, we're live Gordon from Gordon Beers. Beers. Right. Come see us. Right. Yeah, right? right. Exactly. And, and so so here we are. We do it, and they throw 10000 in or whatever right. it is. They could, they could give Hunter Dickinson to come down here, right? Do you a know, public appearance, yes, a personal appearance. Exactly. He could do right. autographs. Yep, yep. He can do an NFT. And you're not supposed to be involved in this. We're not. I but mean, you can have a collective that a third party almost that could do it? They're supposed to. That's the way it's supposed to be. Right. The, the collective and the third party is supposed to negotiate be all able that. To do it all. But what happens are, let's say these companies come and they want a certain person. Yeah. They'll right? Go, they'll go and straight all to we you. can do is refer. Like you, right. you and there, there's a the point. Like, how are you not involved? Right. Of course you're be, involved yeah. in it. We, be, we, we have to stop right. acting like in college sports that stuff isn't how it actually is. No. It's all same old song and dance. The fact is, coaches are going to be involved. And they well, should, right? be, and but you shouldn't want they be? Honestly, should they be? They should be able to disperse how they want they it. Should well, be. The other part is because then it's on them. Then, and then you're then looking you can go out to the kids and say, "Hey, I made these calls." Well, otherwise, you got to answer the, the agents are going after these kids and taking advantage of them. Now, I know not every coach is going to be for the best interest of the kid, but if you feel like some agent is going after a kid and, and giving him twenty percent, you're going to give me twenty percent. Well, you're going to tell the kid, "No, no, no, you don't sign with them." You should yeah, be so involved to some extent. You want to give parental advice, right, like right, anything, right? Yeah. You want to be a parent in the room. You want to say, you know, if you look out at this long-term interest, what's best for you and your brand and everything that goes with that? You want that. Um, I, I, I mean, to me, uh, I just worry about, you know, you look at a football team, okay? Yep. Which we just I just gave you my three-year guy who's just starting. What about a football team where 
a high uh, recruit can come in, he gets a deal, yep. and four guys are in front of him. Right. Right. One could be a walk-on. I mean, like, uh, how do you how do you manage that well, as a Michigan, coach? Well, Michigan has a walk-on, Adrian Nunez, who's got like a million TikTok followers, him and his girlfriend. So he makes more money than Hunter Dickinson. Not even close. Not even close. Good for him. Right. Well, he got with the right girl. Step <laughs> <laughs> hey. your game up, Hunter. Right. I mean, there's a talent to that. <laughs> Absolutely. To Absolutely. That. <laughs> I'm sure you're, you know, people would say that about you with your wife, right? <laughs> My you daughter's know. here, by the way. She's I know. Ava Grace. Ava, what's up? She's got she's to negotiate. Ava, do you want to come on and tell a story about your dad? <laughs> do you have a good story? Oh, she loses story, her mind, she says. You still have right. the dog, right? It was Sammy the dog. Sammy the dog. Yep, Sammy the dog. And my son and uh, my wife are back in Lincoln, Nebraska. Aren't they coming and in? And that's where Sammy is. They're coming tomorrow morning. Good. All right, there so you he's go. He's done with that 200-meter dash. I got to check the results. What the heat. Did. Got the heat. One is heat. One is heat. You can only control. You got to control what you can control. That's right. That's uh, right. Uh, right? Uh, Tip Miles once told me that, that old Timmy could really <laughs> do some things in the uh, track and field. Yeah. He, is, no. he was very yeah. proud of Tim's track So and field I got my skills. times out for my son. I'm like, well, you know, we used to run in tennis shoes. <laughs> I looked at the times. I'm like, oh, that wasn't that fast. <laughs> He's going but, way but the, the <laughs> the equipment is so much better today. Yeah, well, that, it's, it's all technology. It's all the the tracks technology. are better. The, the um, clothes. You were wearing, like, cotton. It was so heavy. Oh, yeah. yeah. I wore socks <laughs> to some meets because I was cold, by the way. <laughs> you know, Dolan, South Dakota. The Dol- home of the Wheelers. Nice. Dolan right. Wheelers. I had to run in four feet of snow. All right. All right, Listen, Coach. Thanks for stopping by. We appreciate it. Go, I mean, go take like, your daughter to a good, good meal. Nil me and make me look bad on your clip. <laughs> no, no, no. Go if you want. <laughs> listen, if you want some nil money, go to San San Jose there, State. I mean, let, Timmy Miles is going to deliver for you. you he won't. It. He won't. No, but the collective will. And if and right. if, yeah. better yet. If you're a business, that's right. They would that's like right. To take Absolutely. Look at, cost. Look, at you. Look at you. You're Coors running out with that. I mean, we tell you Coors Light, and you ran over here. Dude, I broke a sweat. <laughs> I know you did. Um, the, we are the spot. We are in Silicon Valley. I mean, yeah, I know. if I'm a player, I'm like there. <laughs> All right. Thanks for stopping Thanks, by. Thanks, Coach Miles. Tim Good Miles, Coach head Miles. coach, San Jose State. How are you? All right, we're going we're gonna, to tap back in yep. here. Doster, where are you? There's nowhere to be found. Doster, right. honestly, we may fire him tonight. This, may, <laughs> this might be the last show you ever from, see from his own From his own company. <laughs> Right, from it, he'd be fired from his own company. From his own company. That's fine. Hey, as What's long with that, as long as as long as we get some steak over here, I'm, I'm okay with that. that. What's right. that? As long as we get some steak over yeah, here. Yeah, no, I'm, you guys can split uh, his shares. Right, we're in. Right, we're in. We're we'll, in. We'll split it all evenly. While we have him, while we have him, why don't we reset? We're at Gordon Biersch. Yeah. We're here in New Orleans. We're right across from Harris, so you can gamble after you're done seeing us. We're a block away from the Hilton, so come gamble see us before, after, right? Whatever. I want to tee you up because you were inside Caesar's Superdome. Today we were in there. We sat in on every press conference from start to finish. Your biggest takeaway from the day was probably my fun interaction with Armando Baycott. I mean, probably that. To be honest, I mean, listen, we can kill Mark Emmert. We'll have plenty of time to do that. Um, Coach K was entertaining. I thought. Yeah. Um, Hubert Davis was amazing. Hubert Davis was great, but yeah, I mean, listen, when we started this show back in November. Two weeks in, we were at Mohegan Sun, our first live show, and we watched Carolina absolutely get punked. Yep. And they showed no toughness. 
they weren't talking to each other, they looked disinterested, disconnected, whatever word you want to use. And we were doing a show maybe five feet away after the game, and Dosser and I were calling them soft. And they were literally five feet away. They could hear it, and I'm sure after we said it, they got word of it. And uh, I asked Baycott about it today, and, and <laughs> I mean, he, he was entertaining. He was like, listen, I've been waiting for you, basically. It was like, you called us soft. That was and, Tennessee, and, right? And we, yeah, Tennessee yeah, they were I, awful. I actually thought the day before, two days before, whenever they played they Purdue. Were, they were good for like 30 I was, minutes. I was convinced they were going to have a good season yeah, and then after they that laid Purdue an game. They laid an egg against Tennessee. Mm-hmm. They were terrible that night. So, Baycott was good. I mean, he, he basically just kind of came at me and said, like, I've been waiting for this a little bit. But he did it in a good way. He was laughing. It wasn't like he was, you know, you know, malicious and, and – and I said, listen, I take accountability for it, but you guys changed. Yeah, they did. You guys changed, right? You got better. You used that. And not just me. But then, so I finished, and then Hubert got up there. And after Hubert finished, all of a sudden, uh, their SID, Steve Kirshner, comes over and he says, Hubert wants to talk to you. I'm like, oh, shit, I've been killing Hubert. You know, like, I have not been great with Hubert a lot of the year, mm-hmm. saying that, that he underachieved. So he goes, I just want to thank you. Huh? He's like, yeah, I just want to thank you for saying that we we're soft, because we were. And and coming, you know, coming from somebody else, he said, I can say it all I want, but it's like me saying it to my kids, yeah. right? They're not necessarily going to listen, but if other people say it, then it might have more impact. So he said, you were right. You know, I appreciate you saying it. And I said, like, listen, the one thing you don't want to ever do, and I've learned this over the years, you never want to make it personal about a college kid. Like, NBA, it's different. You can go after an NBA player. They're making millions of dollars. Right. right? But when, certainly high school, you don't say anything negative. College, you got to be super, super careful, and you try not to. Unless, again, I'll do it at times if somebody, a coach, asks me to. I will sometimes do it when they ask me to kind of, okay, you know what? I think it'll push a button with this kid. I'll do it. I remember doing it years ago with T.J. Warren, actually at Brewster Academy. Um, But... Yeah, I, I think, again, with, with, with Hubert, I, I think he knew it was going to be a process, and this team has responded. It took a while, but I think all the outside noise probably helped a little bit. Yeah. And, again, it took time for them to kind of understand how Hubert was going to be so different than Roy. You guys were there at the press conferences. Was there a point that Hubert said, hey, this was the turning point? Was there something specific, he, or he was didn't. he very – He really didn't. We asked yeah. – somebody asked him. Well, the one line that I thought, it, yeah. he didn't say any major turning point, but how about Baycott says to all of us today, well, we always thought that we had it in us, right. but we didn't show it all the time. Right. Like a conscious answer yeah. of, yeah, we were worse. Like when you saw the first 30 minutes of that Purdue game and you were convinced they'd have a good year, there was something that, that went off mm-hmm. for this group. You know what I took away from today, though, Jeff, from yeah. the players? Go ahead. I want your reaction to this. Leaky Black looks at the press and says, I'll be honest, Hubert Davis is yeah. not an X's and O's guy. He's a motivator. Yeah. Interesting. What's your reaction to that? He's not wrong. I mean, <laughs> we were talking about it after. I was talking about with Hubert at the end of our conversation, and, and, he's and we were talking about how you have to be a psychiatrist. Now, I, I, I think the, that's the biggest part of college basketball right now. Like, everybody's got somebody that connects them to know. But I think managing egos, managing name, image, and likeness 
um, trying to put these pieces together to get guys to like who 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 deserves coach of the year this year? Calvin Sampson, right? I'd say I probably would say Ed Cooley. I got Ed Cooley. I got Ed Cooley. But, but, but yeah, you right after. Sure. What, Listen, what, what, Tommy Lloyd, it, it, Ed Cooley, yeah. Calvin Sampson, you can't go wrong with any of the three. But he lost two of his best four, yes. right? But what's he do better than anybody? Yeah. Gets yeah. guys to play the hard. But hard. Yes. And I think, like, yeah. that is yeah. so valuable yeah. because you think it would so be Cooley. a given. So does Cooley at exactly. Providence. Yes. Same, yep. Same thing. Yep. You think it would be a given, but it's You saw Carolina earlier. It's not. It was not. And what did, what did Eddie say a couple weeks ago? He's talked yeah. to us about this. If you're coaching issues, you're not coaching players. Right, right. Yeah, and I think Carolina had some issues early. I do. I mean, I, again, I, 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 they just didn't play together at all. They didn't look like they, they enjoyed playing with each other. They were playing for themselves and not for the team. Yeah. And that changed. To Hu- Hubert's credit, though, they have modernized themselves right. this year. Yes, they have. And they are playing right. a brand of basketball yeah. that fits that personnel yes where last year they didn't really probably well, and they, they hadn't ever i mean roy listen every year roy Roy's, was gonna do what Roy's he does assistants would ask him to go small and he would fight it fight it fight it fight it until honestly he couldn't anymore like it would be the last straw the last option he always had to recruit to his system yeah, yeah. always and they did i mean he did a hell of a team right run. yeah a lot he, of games doing it yeah a lot of games but it's harder but, to do it now but I, that was my main concern with them coming in was they're taking away a strength to go after a weakness with shooting the basketball. I was wondering how that was going to work out. and It took a second. It took a second to get going, but it obviously worked. What's it going to take for Carolina to beat Duke? Brady Manick throwing in six threes probably help. I, I think Caleb Love playing He's efficient got, yeah. basketball is going to be the key for Carolina because he could go six for 25, and Love's he wouldn't right. blink an eye at doing so. So yeah. I think an efficient Caleb Love's a big portion. I also think I was watching a little bit of the, the game at at, um, in Durham today, I think one thing Baycott did, at least early that I saw, was he went into the chest of Mark Williams. Yeah. And you can't yeah. go over that guy, but he's right. one guy that can go through yeah. him. And I, to me, Mark Williams is like the X factor for that team because his rim protection, oh. like he, that's what nobody else has. Yeah, right. But but if you've got a big guy that they can go through him, a bit. Yeah. That, that'll help. And you, Strength you've versus link. Like there, there was a moment in the game uh, – the Sweet 16 game, where uh, you could see Coach K on the bench. It was right after he got like his shot blocked um, near the rim, and, and you could see Coach K say, "Soft." Really, really. You could to see him, him to Mark Williams. No, no. You could see him say oh, to an assistant his, really? right after yeah. it happened. Yeah. And, wow. You can't um, be that way. When mm. when he's like when he's an aggressive oh. dude, that's oh. when they take the beast. next level. So you've got to somehow when you're Carolina, get Baycott to go right at him and try to punk him early. Wow. And if you can do that, and Manic can hit threes, and Love can play, loves loves the guy that takes them from here to there. Sometimes. Absolutely, yeah. Then they they got shot. They got the talent to do it, but they have to all play really well. Strength versus length in the post. Strength yeah. versus length. No, I mean, that's like, what you're doing. Listen, the matchups are good. Again, the crazy part is now. Again, Carolina's not as talented. We know that, but the talent disparity isn't as big as is again the seeds or anything would suggest. I For mean, sure. Carolina. They did underachieve in the regular season right. per their talent. They yep. did. I right. mean, you're, again, you, you can't deny that. No. I, I thought it was interesting. Hubert Davis said uh, he got choked up in the press conference a little bit when asked about Brady Manick. He well, had a he long he, pause. He was like, you know, that's a home run transfer. And it, it was. Have been. But I don't know if we thought that early. I mean, again, 
Listen, he wasn't great at Oklahoma last year. Now, he had COVID. He had some COVID issues. But Brady Manick was not like this guy at Oklahoma that tore it up last year. He had confidence issues probably coming into Carolina. And that might have taken him a while, too, for Hubert to kind of get him back. Well, the great thing about Yeah, yeah. Yeah. The great part about it, two guys. Oh, what are we When Nate gets here. We're doing a, a line change here. Line change, line change. Go ahead. Yeah, everybody should be used to it by now. Go ahead, Darren. Randall, hey, uh, we, got, we, got, we got RC coming to the media game. Yeah, we got, uh, we got Nate. Hey, can, we, can somebody get, hey, can we get a picture? Goodman jump in here, and then Nate will jump in right there. Hey, okay. can we get a can we get a hey can we get a picture of uh, the two ACC guys with the Duke North Carolina? Oh hat yeah, and, uh, yeah, yeah, we gotta get a picture <laughs> of, <laughs> of the. No, 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 no. It stays there. No, no, no. It stays oh, there. Oh, it stays there. They nah. can send. No. <laughs> Unreal. Unreal. I have I have no weight around here. You know. Okay. Okay. Fair enough. So then, right, fair enough. Rock right, chalk. Fair enough. Rock chalk. My daughter applied to Villanova. She's four. <laughs> one day, but she one applied. day. <laughs> what were we talking about, guys? I can't remember. We're talking Duke Carolina. How about this story today? So Caleb Daniels talks with the press uh, because we spent the last twenty minutes on on Duke Carolina. So Caleb Daniels says he takes his recruiting visit to Villanova. All right. I gotta hear it. And he plays Colin Gillespie one on one on the visit. Mm. He goes up thirteen nothing in a first to fifteen game on Gillespie, and he says he's thinking. I could do Villanova shit. I mean, I could come into Villanova. Suckers a bit. And I got this. Yeah. I got this. And Jay Wright goes, yeah, the story checks out that he scored 13 points. Colin Gillespie scores 15 unanswered and beats him. Really? <laughs> yes. They just post him up the whole time. Was there a dribble limit is my next question. You're no. right. Yeah. Right. Playing one-on-one? No. There's got to be a dribble limit. That, I mean, Wait, what's the it's point? a one-on-one game? Yeah, you got to sounds a like a That sounds like a true shooter right there, right, RC? Ah, but you play three dribbles. What am I here to, what am I here to watch? Like? Yeah, I, uh, three dribbles is the way I've, I've always played. Three dribbles, yeah. So yeah. Three dribbles. yeah, yeah, so I don't oh, know, Dawson. Three dribbles, one-on-one. I'm not going to say that. I mean, I've, I've, I've played both rules. I agree. In breaking news. I thought three news, was a lot. Last yeah, night at I dinner. Three. I need one. We did have breaking news last night at dinner. Okay. And the breaking news was that Carter Elliott could play on Randolph Childress's team. He could. If you were coaching. He could. That's exactly what <laughs> Stop mentioning five. Um, <laughs> said, I'm a stretch, and don't forget, I'm a I also four. added he had a high IQ. I'm a stretch four. He's that not. Was, that was a late ass. He's a below-the-rim finisher. The only stretch about <laughs> the only stretch uh, about Carter <laughs> is, is the shirt when he tries to put it on because it's too small right now. The only stretch is those buttons. My guy's been in a weight room. The married life is treating well. Do it that what you will. We do not weigh the same. Uh, Carter's closing in at. Yeah. Luckily, that bottom half of that shirt is. Let's get a scale. Let's get a scale. Checking in at. Let's do weigh Checking in right at two sixty five currently. You think I weigh two sixty five? You, you kind of got like a pu- you, you got a pudgy face. I feel like the beard hides I'm gonna be on my six hundred pound life on TLC this summer. <laughs> he doesn't weigh two sixty five. <laughs> Are you kidding me? Are you serious? Oh, I'm serious. Well, thank oh, God you're not a doctor. God. Holy cow. Let's get back to basketball. Seriously. <laughs> um, See how Doster didn't answer that question there. I, you're not 265. Like, no, I'm not You've 265. lost weight. Yeah, I'm at like 233 yeah. right now. Down, 
down from 245. Was that was that before or after dinner last night? You did eat a lot of dinner. Last yeah, night. probably like 236. Well, now. we're not going to weigh. We're not, we're not going to weigh anybody in this trip. Yeah, right. We're not every, doing that. Everyone gets passes this trip. That'd be a poor decision. I'm still yeah, carrying yeah, some of my bad. NCAA tournament weight, guys. It's not. You know, talk to me. Talk to me in mid-May. Exactly. Talk to me in mid-May. Here was a big thing today. I want to get your your reaction to this, Randolph. Tim Miles just got done talking about it, and Coach K. Hubert Davis talked a little bit about it, even Bill Self to a degree, and then it came up in Mark Emmert's presser. The idea of NIL. In year one, we've seen tons of guys benefit from it, but the discrepancy in value. Is there any way that that it can be adjusted, fixed in your mind? I don't think so. I I think the cat's out the bag on that one. I don't don't know what you're going to do to try to reel it in. You know what? What are you going to do with that? You're going to set a floor. You're going to delegate them. The, you're going to cap it, or are you going to like? like no, just w- let the market work. Yeah, the market's going to. The market, yeah, and that's what's going to happen. There's going to be a correction. But, but, but that's what they're complaining about because the bigger schools are going to have the resources to say, you know, and that's just but the part big, of it. The there's going to be one. The bigger schools already have the advantage, right? When it comes, they just legalized it. So, like why? Duke is already getting the best players in the country. They always, ha- they already always yeah. have the number one recruiting class right. in the country. Yeah, that's not going to change. There's going to be a correction. Now man. you might have a puncher's chance. So? Is if you're like a Memphis right. or you're a Wichita State or you're a Creighton, where you have these little pockets of insane fans that are going to that love those teams and those towns more than anything else. I think that's where you'll be able to have an advantage. Now, are you going to be able to go out and get Paolo Bancaro or Kyle Filipowski from Duke? No. Because they're always going to go to those programs. But what you can do is maybe get that top 40 kid that comes in for three years and turns into an all-league player, and all of a sudden you go from being middle of your league to top of your league, and you do that back-to-back-to-back-to-back-to-back. Every year you get one of those kids. All of a sudden you got a team and you win yourself some leagues. Then you get to the tournament, make make some noise, put yourself in the right position to make it. Like that, That right there is where where NIL can really impact some of these smaller programs. But there's – there's nothing wrong with the best players making the most money. That happens at every level. It happens at every level. No, the best broadcasters make the most money. Yeah, to right? say that, the best writers make the if you're if you're the best in your field, you can command a certain rate. Yep. And here's the thing too. He he said there's going to be some discrepancies in the locker room because this guy makes that. I, I'm not sure I agree with that. That's part of the that's part of the gag, guys. Like. The best players make the most money. If you're better at your job, you get paid more. That's a, that's the simple fact about it. I, I'm not sure I agreed with that. Well, the reason I disagree with it is because, again, it, it actually, as a coach, it helps you because you don't control who gets the NIL money. It's not like mm-hmm. I'm getting a certain amount and I'm dispersing it the way I want. It's like, yeah. hell, I'm not stopping you from going out here making whatever you want. So whatever right. you can get, it, it's on you. You know, Coaches aren't dictating who gets the money. It, and honestly, that might make your job easier as a coach. Yeah. You, know, you, know why, you know why guys love coaching in the NBA? Because you're coaching. That's it. <laughs> you're not coaching issues. Yeah. You don't have to coaching do all basketball. the other shit that has to do with, with basketball. Nah. So if you ha- if you take the the idea of developing a brand off of the plate of a college basketball program, then you could do things like make sure these guys are prepared to understand how to invest that money and spend that money properly. Understand, you know, you got to take out 30% to pay taxes at some point. Mm-hmm. Just because you get that $1,000 check doesn't mean $1,000 stays in your bank account forever. You can help them make sure they have the grades to – to be able to, to get a job when they're done playing back. Like, there's, you can focus on the things that actually matter as opposed to helping develop someone's yeah. Instagram following. Yeah. I don't know. I just don't think there's – not yet. 
Okay. We can finish this conversation. Okay. You made it awkward. See, I think you just ended the conversation. It's it's transition segues. We kind of, yeah, yeah, like you tried to move us to the left lane. This has been such a fluid uh, situation with coaches in and out the whole time, so I don't know. I want your gut pick right here. Who's the player heading into this week on one of these four teams that could end up gaining the most from this weekend, that could get paid, that could get the bag? Paolo Bancaro could go from the third pick to the first pick. Just off this weekend, if he plays mm-hmm. really, really well, um, I, I, I don't know. And if that's I think much I have him as the first pick, just so we're clear. But at the same time, a big Final Four helps things. I'm talking like a Dante DiVincenzo, who in the yeah. Final Four literally made a name for himself in his pro career. This should be easy, everybody. We had this question. Someone earlier. like Ochai, yeah, could come up with the amount of guards when everyone's thinking about Johnny Davis. They're thinking about Mandarin. They're thinking about Jay Nivey. I mean, there's so many other guards at his spot that people are ranking ahead of him, he has a chance to, you know, how much could he climb if he if he was to? Here, here's a take. You guys tell me what you think about this. I think it's Jeremy Roach and R.J. Davis. And the reason I'm saying that, T.O., we've, we've uh, talked about this plenty um, on the DTF podcast, is that those are going to be the two guys where if they come back to school next year, could end up being like the face of college basketball. Yeah, two, two, two top five point guards. Two top five point guards, maybe sure. the two best point guards in college basketball if they come back, right? If they, let's say Jeremy Roach averages 18-5 and five and Duke wins a national title, well, then you're looking at a guy that could be the star or the, like the headline name for Duke basketball heading into next season. Mm-hmm. All of a sudden, that gets you an NIL bag. R.J. Davis at North Carolina, if he has a great – he's already going to be a big name. I think they're going to get it anyway. Yeah. I, I think this, this, this is already yeah. happening right now. Like, they're here. <laughs> R.C.'s like, they're, they're getting it right now. Yeah, they're Trust getting me. it right now. Like, I, 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 but right. I like yeah. the Ochai pick night. because I don't think people are talking about him as much as they might be after this Final Four. Right. He, if he goes that. on a run, I think he's Would a guy that can elevate because he has guys at his position that – have been in a national limelight all year long. All right, we got it. Here we go. Let's give him a big round. Head coach of your Alabama Crips and Tide, Nate Oates is here. Nate Oates. We bring it in the closer, man. We got to bring you in. We got to get him out of there. We got to get him out. Doster Smarty told me it was a hot yeah, mic. Sure you know, yeah, so you don't come out here cussing yeah. out yeah. women. Yeah. Oh, I stuck Fancy, my foot in my huh? mouth. Uh, it's, they got tall guys on here. Is this thing too close to my face? <laughs> What's going on, man? How you doing? Doing all right. They got, I don't know who. Uh, I just kicked somebody off that's probably smarter with college basketball than I am. So I don't know. We talked to T.O. enough that we know he's not smarter than me. That's right. That's right. <laughs> I, can, I can guarantee that. So, uh-huh. Nate, first of all, like, your season was hard to figure. I mean, it was hard for us to figure. I don't know how hard it was for you as a head coach because you go to, like, Seattle, you beat Gonzaga. You beat Houston when they're full strength. And then you lose some that are a little bit head scratch. Didn't you lose to Georgia? Yeah, we gave them their one SEC win. I mean, we, uh, you know, Missouri beat us. And Missouri started to play a little better there. Lost to Mississippi State. And they they weren't bad either. It was on the road. But, no, I mean, we had some of the best wins in the country. And then we had some of the... As you call them, most head-scratching losses. We we played four Sweet 16 teams. We were 4-0 against them. We played three of the Elite Eight, Elite Eight teams. We were 3-0 against them. We beat Miami by 32. Crazy. Beat Arkansas. Be, you know, we beat Houston. We beat Gonzaga in Seattle. I, I, you know, we beat Tennessee. <laughs> we we had some really good wins, but yeah, we lost to Georgia. I mean, we did, you know how hard how hard was that as a coach not knowing. 
what you're going to – like, there's nothing harder than that, is there? Not knowing no, what no, you're going to get? It was frustrating because you felt like you played up to the level of your competition. And some of that deals with, as a coach, you're, you know, motivating your team to play no matter what. It's part of your job. So, as a head coach, I, I felt like I wasn't doing my job very well. I couldn't, couldn't get them motivated to play the, some of the lesser teams, you know, and it – you know, I think it came back to haunt you. Like we, if we, if we'd have won the games we were supposed to win, we end up a two or a three seed. Well, if you're a two or a three seed, you're not playing Notre Dame in the first round. So, you know, you play a 15 or a 14, it's a little easier to get out of the first round, and yeah, it's a big difference. So, you know, it, it ended up hurting us. You know, and Quinterly going out obviously against Notre Dame hurt us big. He he had really started to turn around there at the end of the season, but what happens as basketball we didn't have enough depth you know when Burnett went out Namari went out for the whole year our perimeter depth was real light anyways and we played so many guards we played four guards a lot we really only had four guards on the team that, that were healthy and then when Quinterly goes out but I mean it was shoot we still ended up a six seed mm-hmm. <laughs> the top six seed right. in the tournament so which you know, if we had said that about Alabama after losing all you lost a year ago yeah. yeah, I mean, I think it's you says, including it. Primo. That was the quick one. I was yeah, so shocked right. about being yeah, a young shoot, guy. I, I, went, I was down in New Orleans last weekend. We I came down here to watch uh, Primo and uh, Herb played each other. They, but they're both starting right now. Yeah. I mean, Herb's playing great. Primo's playing great. Lost Petty. Lost Reese. Lost Bruner. We lost a lot. You did. So to still be a six seed, and to be honest with you, I think that was the highest seed in 17 years in Alabama basketball, outside of last year. If we if this year hadn't fouled up last year. People might be happy with it. Well, yeah, but, I was but we're say, little, I think we're, it says a lot about where your program is right now, that Alabama basketball, getting a sixth seed, having sellouts, having a great environment, that's that's considered a, a bad year? That's a yeah. down year for you guys? Now, inside the program, we're a little disappointed because we knew what we were capable of by the, mm-hmm. by the wins we had. But, I mean, if you look at it overall, it's we're, we're headed the right direction. We still feel like we got a great recruiting class coming in. We've got transfers that we're on that we feel – good about i think you know i think we'll be better next year and i think the program is definitely headed in the right direction listen maybe i would say my favorite player last summer was nick smith i would say my my second favorite player was probably brandon miller and they're on the same team yeah yeah, yeah. so skilled like brandon to me just knows how to play got great feel right unbelievable six nine two guard kind of you know can play one through four Shoot even five to you know with how we play a little bit you know I we play like there some underrated like people have him ranked like tenth and I almost feel like that's too low but he's not like a, an exceptional athlete right that's why yeah, I mean he's not like freaky athletic right. but he's certainly not a bad athlete right. you know he, he moves he moves great when he you know determine how you how you determine athleticism it's kind of well it's not Nick Smith not yeah yeah, yeah. Right. it's not J D Davidson with no, a hot but 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 he's is. six but he's six nine. Right. And can really handle. I mean, he can pass, dribble, and shoot. We didn't have enough guys on our team this year that could pass, dribble, and shoot. He can do that at a high level. He can score it. He can shoot it. He's got good feel. He's a great kid. Like, great. great. I, we had a little travel issues yesterday. His uh, his brother. I got stuck in Chicago a lot longer than I was supposed to. I ended up making it down here all right. But his, bro- his brother. Flight. You were on the same flight as one of our guys over yeah, there. Yeah, they were talking to me about. It. We were just comparing stories. I, I was. A little smarter and got out of Midway and got up to O'Hare and got down here. But he, uh, but, but Brandon's brother was like on the same flight I was supposed to be on. It was supposed to go oh, through really? Nashville and they got delayed. But Brandon's FaceTiming me 
I'm, I'm trying to figure out get with travel agents. And, like, what, what, yeah, you head coaches. Yeah. <laughs> Listen, here, here's the deal with that. Once you become a head coach, and Randolph knows this because he was an assistant for a long time, you lose all ability to do anything by yourself. That's not true. I, I got my own ticket. I was supposed to be on a Southwest flight. I had my cell phone out. I bought my own United ticket. Very I impressive. Ordered my own Uber Can to get me from Midway to United. Can you drive yourself You're around? You're one of the few that do. I never take a drive around. I'm driving right. myself around right. down here. I drove myself. I got a rental and drove wow. from Wow. Is this big airport. for you? Yeah, impressive. You know, that's, I was a high school coach nine years ago. I was teaching. I was teaching <laughs> it is still class. crazy to me. Like that. That's still like a decade ago. You're a high school coach. Now you're down here, and people actually know who the hell you are. Well, yeah, that's like I used to be the guys that are somewhat annoying to yeah. me now. You, know? <laughs> wait, wait, you still are. You're still annoying, just in a different way. <laughs> I, I got to ask you, if there's a guy that can relate to what Jay Wright is going through and losing a player, it would be you and the impact that that had. I mean, you were in the locker room with your guys, and, and, and I know no one felt worse than you did as well, but for your players and everything else, I mean, what's that like? Yeah, I mean, it's hard when Quinley went out like three minutes into that game, and you know he'd been he'd been playing well late in the right. season too. I, I, it was tough. I mean, I got to adjust on the fly now. You know, Villanova at least they lost him later in the game, but now they got some time to prep. But they they were only playing six. They guys. weren't playing, before, yeah, six guys anyway. You know, we we were playing more guys than that, so we but we didn't have enough guards to begin with, so they that's gonna hurt them. I mean, they, what was he their second leading scorer? Yeah, yeah. I mean that. Now, Villanova's got an unbelievable culture, and I'm sure somebody's, somebody's ready somebody's to step elevate. up yeah. and like, <laughs> yes. play the way they need to play. But but their second lean scoring as good as he was, it's hard for that. Plus, you're playing Kansas. But <laughs> you're not playing. <laughs> you know, it's it's a pretty good team. I, even with them, they were gonna, yeah. they have a tough game. So yeah, it's it's gonna be hard. Is it crazy that? And I didn't ask Jay this, but they only have one transfer on their team. And it's Caleb Daniels. He's pretty good. He's from New Orleans here, right? Yeah. yeah. He, tra- he didn't transfer this year. Like, they have not lived in the portal at all. And maybe it is because their culture is so strong and guys aren't transferring out and he wants to develop them. But, I mean, you don't find that very often right now, and you wonder if he's going to be able to keep doing that. Yeah. It, I didn't realize they only had one transfer. It's, you know, because a lot of people are looking at the quick fix. I mean, T.J. Atzberger is one of my good friends, and just talking to him about how he went about the portal and I mean he turned that thing around quick with the transfer portal but you know Jay's done an unbelievable job building a culture there and if you're planning on bringing in guys for just one year all the time it's hard to probably maintain if you if you're bringing a lot of guys you know but shoot Musselman's lived in the transfer portal pretty heavy and done a pretty good job like with it so I guess different guys going to do it differently and then you know everybody talking about one and done. You can't win with that. Well, Duke's Duke's got some pretty good ones right now. They're they got, they got as good a shot as anybody to win the whole thing. So I think I think it's being shown you can do it differently. You know, transfer portals, develop the all the way up, play them as junior seniors, get some one and dones. I we're trying to do a little bit of everything like right now. I you have to in, in Tuscaloosa, don't you? Yeah, I mean, yeah, we've got to. some good, in, really good incoming class, but we're going to take some transfers. You know, we want some guys that are capable of going one and done. We want some guys that need to be there 
three, four years. I think you got to have a little bit of everything. You got to you got to mix it all together. You got to have someone that can be that holdover that can maintain. We talked about this with Brad yeah, Underwood earlier. Like part of the reason they were able to have success this year, despite losing Io and despite losing three guys off their staff, is that Trent Frazier and Demonte Williams maintain that leadership and that culture and, and that. Uh, to use a cliche, like that coach on the roster, right? No, it's true. And that was a little bit of our issue this year. Like, we had some talented guys held over, but they weren't the most vocal guys from last year. Yeah. You know, we lost Herb. I mean, it was Herb. See, Jordan Bruner even, he tra- transferred in from Yale, but smart and not afraid to speak up. Like, spoke up in his one year with us. You know, Reese wasn't super vocal, but he definitely was a leader. We, we thought Petty spoke up a lot. So you talk about kind of the guys we we had some coming back that knew how to play in the system but they weren't the most vocal guys and it was a different role for them and kind of got to work on some of the leadership it's the stuff hardest like thing too. to get guys to do if they're not talkers to get them to talk to get them to like the sound of their voices yeah. it's that's a tough get how, how you were an assistant for how, how long 11 years under who are you under manning bus and forbes <laughs> he had all three of them mm-hmm. away. okay and they're all very different <laughs> Those Completely three are different. very different. As different as they get. I know. I know. It's kind of crazy. As different right? as they get. Yeah. It's. Yeah. It's. So you I kinda, would compare yeah, you Nate. Know. Nate is the closest <laughs> to those three. Definitely the closest to, to Forbes. Yeah. Definitely. Is that, is that a positive or a negative? You don't look like Forbes. So that's a good thing. No, Forbes not. has lost a lot of weight. Steve's how much weight has Forbes lost, lost, lost oh. in the last year? My wife Two saw years. him yesterday and said, you know, you lost another person. Yeah. So it's true. been, I don't know how many pounds, but he's so lost a better looking, Nate. Wait, wait, wait. I mean, he's done an unbelievable job everywhere he's gone. I just wasn't sure if that was the no, positive, positive or negative. Okay. Nate, I need you to tell the story. I think you told it on here before the the the, the store that you ran out of, for, for your <laughs> so uh, to, to fund your high school team. What was it? Was I mean, it hot, was who it was hot that? Cheetos that you sold? What was it? I mean, it sold everything. I went to Sam's Club and look, look, listen. So at, at Romulus, when I think I got when I got there, I think they had seventy eight dollars in their in their budget. So what do you buy? One basketball, two basketballs. So we, we uh, when I got there, they had that. When I left there, they had six of the shooting machines that cost like six grand each and i think i left them with like 20 some grand and so we 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 went out and got after a little bit we, got, we tried to gear our guys up you know you gotta entice the players gotta, we tried to treat it like a college story on my computer i had my assistants had computers to break down film so anyways we had to raise money so here's what we did we would all different ways but i uh, i got a minivan no lie you know i could put the seats in and drive the team around in summer but i left the seats out during the year for the most part once a week, Sunday night, I go to Sam's Club and we hot Cheetos, Capri Suns. That was like great. Kid buy two hot Cheetos, two Capri Suns. You know, wash it all down. We had muffins. We had whatever you could find at Sam's Club that kids would buy. <laughs> we had it loaded up in my room, and so they typically they'd come in. I'd put a student behind the desk. They'd take the money. I, you know, we'd, then one principal didn't want. You know, I thought that was a distraction. Kids coming in the room. I can't do it anymore. So. We had, like, the knapsack, so I'd just send kids out. That was worse because then it was being sold in every teacher's classroom. So then they're like, all right, forget it. Just go back to they selling it out of your room. But we, we, we made a little more. Yeah, we, we, had a, we had a little bit of, we, you know. You were we working to, it. You yeah, were we working it. We were hustling. We were hustling. Yeah, yeah, kids, kids hustling. I'm trying to think what was up. Pop-Tarts for in the morning. I, I, I had, like, two fridges there. What was keep the, the markup? The what was the markup on the, on I the Pop-Tarts? I doubled everything. Like, that's what I said. <laughs> but you had some theft issues, too. You know, they were, yeah, they balanced they, they, out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I tried to watch it close. But 
Yeah. Yeah. So. Hey, how 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 is it recruiting now? When I I feel like people know your system, know how fast you play, and obviously kids want that more than anything else. How has that kind of changed in terms of being able to recruit? Because obviously you've gotten really really good talented players, and I didn't know if you could do this. I mean, listen, when Greg Byrne hired you, I knew you were a hell of a coach. But you're coming from Buffalo. You're from the Midwest. You're going to Alabama. It was the one thing that yeah. I've always said, like a little outside the box. I didn't know if it you could put work. a negative tweet out about it. Did you? Did you do that? I was don't know if it was negative, but I think it was like controversial. We'll he, say said, controversial. he said. He said. He said it was the worst. The worst. Who the hell is this guy? Oh, is that what he said? <laughs> the worst hire of the decade. That's, no, a, that's I, a direct quote. No, that, that was I would not. Know, I would not. But make I that did. Up. I was wondering how it would work down there because first of all, I, I didn't stay, know if anybody stay, could understand I stay off social media, so I don't know what you said. I didn't know. with your accent, I didn't know if anybody could understand you. What kind of accent do I have? That thick Midwestern. Well, when I when I grew up in Wisconsin, everybody asked me where I was from. I'm like, I'm from here. They're like, you don't sound like you're from. I don't know where. I don't, I don't know where my accent you have is. A, hey, you have a much thicker accent than TJ. I know that. <laughs> All right. So, but but honestly, like, how how much has that enabled you? Yeah, to I be think able our, to get big well, that, that's what we sell a lot of is our style of play. I mean, we're looking for a certain player. You know, there's certain programs in college that play traditional way and players that would be great in their system wouldn't be that good in our system so we don't go after everybody we go you know we want we want to play multiple guards we play four guard lineup a lot shoot when we had herb herb essentially was our starting point then we brought Quinterly off the bench but you could bump herb all the way down to the five we played him at the five some so we need kind of multi-dimensional multi-positional long athletic wing guard types and Playing fast, I mean, we kind of have a graph we use in recruiting. Shows like tempo and three-point rate. We're up there in the upper right, kind of out of all the high major teams. We're playing fast, taking more threes. And there's some team. Villanova takes a lot of threes, but yeah, plays play very slow. Right. Other teams play very fast, don't take as many threes. There's some that don't do either. And we then we kind of show how the NBA. We show charts showing how the NBA's gone significantly up in three-point rate, pace post-up rates diving it's not a post-up league like and now we're in the sec where you should be able to recruit pros and we've had you know we've had what three guys get drafted two of them are starting as rookies now so we've proven guys can leave our system play in the pros and play well so we definitely use that in recruiting but i still think recruiting is a lot about relationships guys that tell us they want to play fast and take a lot of threes end up committing to a team that plays slow <laughs> like, right, right. They so Andy, they had a great relationship with that staff you know yep. so we'll use our style of play a lot and i think guys that are smart and really research it it definitely helps us some guys are just going to go straight on relationships they have so you still got to build a relationship and brian and petway both do a great job with that and uh you know got a pretty good recruiting class coming in i, I like our guys coming in so how much did you guys rely – for you, you rely obviously a lot on your analytics with that, I mean, from your NBA style. And watching you play, it's just – it jumps through the screen when, when, when watching you guys. I, and how I'm, long has it been for you so, when you make that transition? I, I was a math teacher for a long time. I was a math major. I, I'm big in analytics, it, you know, and the whole efficiency and all yeah. that. But, but it, it, you can say – so, you know, most efficient shots, free throws at the rims – threes kick out threes open threes but you, you if you don't know how to get those shots Check, in your system yeah, yeah. you can say you want those shots <laughs> everybody says yeah, it. yeah yeah but you say it and then you run a system 
I can't run flex and then call you one. Yeah, yeah. I mean, what, you're going to get elbow jumpers. Well, like, exactly. Like, we want, lay, well, you know, on the defensive end, you want to take those three shots away and force mid-range, and we were a lot better at that when we had Herb. And but you applauded Primo. your guys when they did it. I mean, that's the difference. Well, the, the guys thing is, you, you incentivize it. You show it to them. We, you know, we've got a big... They call themselves Bamalytics. Like my my ops guy Adam Bowman moved him. He's mainly just analytics guy now. He does a great job, but they they've got all these reports. I mean, like, and we show our guys like all the different efficiency numbers. We'll give them. Here's your points per possession on every kind of shot you take, going left, going right, pull up off the dribble, threes, twos, and we won't we won't tell a guy he can't take a mid range. Yeah. Like last year, we were number one in the country at not taking them, but. We, I think we still shot 12.8% of our shots from mid-range, which is one out of every eight. So there's still a time and a place for them. We're just not designing the offense to get them. Yeah. But, you know, we, we don't, and we don't tell our guys not to take them, but we'll tell them, oh, here's your efficiency numbers. If you want to keep shooting the shot that – got to sit down by me. Yeah, I mean, if you shoot 35%, <laughs> you're going to shoot a heavy dose of them, and we can't win doing that. Yeah. So how about we shoot these, these shots that you're shooting – your points for possession are over a one instead of a point seven or whatever they'd be on. All right, we're going to get you out of here on this. You know, we, we try to get some news out of out of everybody here. So, oh, J.D. Davison, well, what's the latest? What's I, You know gonna, what? So I You talk to him, where, where is he kind of yeah, – I mean, so athletic. I mean, here's the deal. Like, I, I don't have an answer for sure. When we brought him, it, it, the plan was one and done. He's athletic. He's on a lot of first-round boards. So, the feedback we're getting, he's still like, you know, like – second half of the first round early second my gut feeling is he's he'd probably go and to be honest with you a kid like him is going to get drafted on on his upside yeah and and could he have played better as a freshman yeah but can't most freshmen play better i mean that's the whole thing even paulo right he can play better obviously no doubt he's been great i mean the top three guys in the draft like chet jabari and paulo we played against two of them like they're really good I mean, when you walk away from Chet, there's a lot of holes in his game. He's still going to go top three. That's right. Jabari's got holes in his game. Yep. He's good. So, everybody, you know, a lot of people said, man, J.D. could really use another year with you. Couldn't they all? Right. But if they're going to get drafted and get guaranteed yeah. first-round money, I, here's what I'd If a kid's going to get guaranteed first-round money, he it's really go. hard. Yeah, it's hard go. to tell him to he say. Right. I, you're not doing right by the kid. And my thing, all the way back to high school coach, like, just do right by the kid, and, it, and it'll all work itself out in the end. So my gut feeling is he stays in the draft because he's got such ridiculous upside, and that's what they're going to – his best basketball is years yeah. down the road. No and, and I think, he, I think he, he showed he can do enough that he's going to be drafted. and that'd be, But that's a family decision. I'm not making a decision for him. Well, you, I'm going I'm to make it for you. If, if he's <laughs> not a first-round draft pick, he should come back because you guys run a pro-style system. You've proven – that it works, and you play a, a style that's going to translate for him to go. So I think he he may take a step being there with you than maybe in someone G League if he's not drafted in the first round. I, I would agree with that. If a kid's not going to be in the first, first round, round, it's yeah, probably better. got to come back. But, yeah. But, and, and definitely because of the way you your system and, and what you've shown and what, the way you operate. He's, no, I appreciate he would it. definitely benefit from You'd that. have been good in our system. I would have loved it. <laughs> <laughs> I would have I flat said, out well, loved it. What year was that that you oh, were the Oh, my God. Uh, 95. Wow. I would have loved it. Any yeah, year. I was in college. I, I still remember it. watching that whole – that was four games? Three. Only three then. Only three you only played. Only three then. What, did you score over 103 games? Is that what yeah, it was? 107. That was crazy. So, right, that was Nate. good. Appreciate you guys. Yeah, appreciate man. You, Always man. good having you on. Appreciate being it. On. <laughs> hey, who is this? It's Coach oh, K. Uh, okay. We didn't hear. okay. I like it. I like it. <laughs>
All right. Ladies and gentlemen, now let's welcome in Sports Illustrated's Kevin Sweeney. Hey, wait a minute, wait a minute. <laughs> Wasn't Sweeney supposed to come here with his with the black card and celebrate the promotion and buy rounds and stuff like that? That's is true. That, he does have a union. I, I don't remember. Yeah, that. you have I, a I union, didn't get man. You're right. I haven't no, gotten a glass of wine. I haven't gotten. Am I delusional? Was that you talking about? I will say this. RC. He made me buy him a drink last night. Oh, I will say that there's gosh. currently two oh. orders of oh. chicken tenders on no, the no, way no, no, for no, the lovely no, producers, no. Greg and Carter. And if Dagan wants to steal from <coughs> Greg and Carter because he didn't text me asking for chicken. Hey, hey, hey I'm thirsty. <laughs> what, what, where was this text? Did I miss this text somewhere? Oh, yeah. I well, let's talk about that Marvin last is. night for a moment. Where's my guy Marvin? Walking on Bourbon Street with Dagan. Dagan, how many phone calls did it take for us to find these people? Let's back up. Yeah, that's true. I called. I called Jeff. He was useless as usual. <laughs> Jeff was useless. He's useless. <laughs> you. Totally I called Doster. I was expecting. A, uh, I was. I was had high expectations. Yes. Doster, and you let me down. I'm gonna be honest. And I was found ready. You. We did find you though, but we found Sweeney first. Yeah. Somehow. I don't know how you. I don't even know how you found you. Literally multiple times last night. I was walking on Bourbon Street and I was like picking up the phone to call the person I was looking for, and I just ran into them. It was epic. That, you me. were hey. down for the count. Sweeney didn't know where he the was rest of the week. Night. I, 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 make no mistakes, mistakes about it. I was done. I, it was, I, I was, was in a the, food coma. It was the cabbage. We ate. Cabbage. Yeah, I mean, come on, man. We ate. I ate for three people last week. You week. ate yeah, cabbage. RC is a Final Four veteran. He knows what he's doing, guys. Hey, man, I got a record. Listen, I told Rob it's his birthday tomorrow. I'm like, look, I, I can't give it to you back to back night. Oh, We're going to celebrate tonight we'll, we'll worry about or tomorrow. Rob tomorrow. So he said he don't wanted tomorrow, so I'm resting up for tomorrow. Yeah, don't worry about Rob. Just Ooh, don't get him a tequila yeah. shot. It's we'll going to be fun tomorrow. tomorrow. Yeah. The activities tomorrow night yeah. will you not might be, be fun. Around here tomorrow. It'll be oh, fun tomorrow. Get to Gordon. <laughs> Gordon Biersch is officially <laughs> hosting Rob Douster's birthday bash. Yeah, All day long tomorrow. All day. It's Rob Douster's birthday tomorrow. We'll be, hung, we'll be hung yeah. over. Yeah. We'll be hungover by the we'll 6 be, o'clock show tomorrow. 68. <laughs> we'll, be as, we'll, 60. Be as, we'll be as hungover as Kevin Sweeney was when he woke up this morning. Oh I was, my I was God. great. I, I don't understand where the Oh, no, you were from. not. Lights on. Nobody was home. All right, Dagan. Dagan, can we get, here's what we need. We I'm need messing with you. I we have, a, we have you. another $50 Top Golf gift card away, uh, give, giveaway to do. So anybody that is in the chat right now on YouTube, we're going to answer some questions while we wait for Chris Jans to make it here. Uh, brand new Mississippi State head coach Chris Jans is going to be on the way. Um, so, Dagan, yeah, I need questions from the chat, and I need you to determine the best. <laughs> well, you got to give me a few seconds. The winner of the top golf gift card. You got to let the chat type them out. All right, while we're waiting, can, should we talk it about did. something while we're waiting? Go ahead, I'll, okay. I'll butt back in when you I were at the press conferences to. today. What was your biggest? Hold on, okay. I, I, have, I do have a question that I want to ask, and I want all of your feedback on this. I'm sorry, Fanta. Okay. I've been wait, I've been trying to get this question in for a while. Who, out of all the coaches that are here, right? Who has done the best job, do you think? Like, if, if you had to pick a coach of the year out of the group of guys that are in this Final Four, who would it be? Because I think you could make the argument for all four of them. I, I think I would say Bill Self. I, I think this, the, the things that Bill has had to navigate this year with Remy's injury, I, I still don't think that they necessarily have had elite talent. You know, I mean, again, I mean, look at this roster. It's, it's not top 50 guys. I mean, it's t- 334, Ochag, Baji, and... You know, it's Christian Brown who is, you know, in the 130s. Like, this team is not, does not have elite talent, and they still won the Big 12. They're still a number one seed. This is an outstanding team. And I think for them to 
be as consistent as they've been all season long and to wind up here in, in New Orleans with a real chance to cut down the nets, I, I think Bill has just done a tremendous job with this group. RC, you agree? I don't disagree, but it's one of those things. Honestly, you can make an argument for every one of these guys. I mean, Coach K has talent, but there's a lot of talented teams out there. Yes. And this to be as young as this team has been, and we were critical of them, the pressure. We thought there was so much of a distraction and pressure from this is his last go around. And say what you want, he's done a hell of a job with these young guys, and, and now – they go from probably thinking they were going to be an early exit to they may be the favorites to win it. Mm-hmm. And, right. and it just adds to what would be a fitting into the greatest college basketball coach we've ever had. Yeah, so I would make the argument that it's Jay Wright. And the reason I would make that argument is we saw, all of us saw Villanova early on this season. They lost by 30 at Baylor in a right. game where they scored 36 points. They got smacked at Creighton. There was a point. There was a point where Terrence Oglesby, the rifleman, he's sitting right over there. There was a point this season where he said over and over and over again that Seton Hall was yeah. better than Villanova. Yeah. Right? There was a point where they were. Were they the unluckiest team in the country? <laughs> I mean, okay. I, they were unfortunate. Maybe, 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 but my, my, my point hey, is, Sweeney, my point is with, with, oh, I'm making Sweeney very comfortable. I'm, I'm unbelievably comfortable. Okay. He's, always, he's uncomfortable because he's hung over right now. With Oglesby. He's yeah. uncomfortable because he's Always comfortable with T.O. But the, the, yeah. the larger point is, for Villanova to go from that team to a team that is making the run that they're making right now, that is winning the way that they've been winning over the course of the last six weeks, I think is. But we is, thought they would. I, I don't Who know. If we, I, no, 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 who's, who's no, 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 no. But, but I can make I, it we, again. We can make that same argument, and I and I said this to Goodman earlier today. We can make that same argument for every team here. There's not one team in this Final Four that in November, or January, we were saying, no, or December, January, we were saying, all right, they're they're going to be in the Final Four. Yeah. We had question marks about them all. We were thinking like, oh, this is the year. If it's Seton Hall, if it's Providence, somebody's going to take that step, and you know, in Villanova's run at the, yeah. at, the at the Big East, we talked about that. With Carol, with Duke, it was oh my gosh, you know they they're so young, they're they're not defending. This team doesn't have point guard play. It's you know Jeremy Roach going to take the step. He was playing great. Now he's regressed. Carolina, they started out. I mean, their first six losses That's against mean. Power Five team, they were getting blown away. Yes, I mean this team came back back to back. They lost the back. I mean, they weren't even close. It wasn't even and, close. And, and so now. People always want to talk about that. And we had ACC coaches on the day to talk about the demise. And the mere fact that Carolina is in eighth seed tells you how bad they were because mm-hmm. in, in January, December, they came in. And I think Miami and Wake, they combined, it was a 50-point loss. It never happened in their history. Purdue beat them bad. Tennessee beat them bad. All these were 20-point-plus games. So Kentucky broke their will. Oh, my gosh. They just, it was just will. an ass-kicking that was yeah. happening to those guys. And then now – to their credit, every last one of these teams are playing their best basketball right now. But all of them had issues early that you can't sit here and say you, you yes. saw this coming. Can, can, I, the, can I ask you guys real quick? We, we talked about their breaking their will. You were at the press conference today. You were at the press conference today. The moment where Armando Baycott called out Goodman. Yeah. Just talk me through what happened there. Oh, that's classic. That, that was, was outstanding. Well, after, after, this, after this, I got chat questions. So Okay. Go well, Jeff had, had said to Armando – it asked him about being soft, you know. And Armando goes, "I've been waiting for you. I've been waiting to see you." It was a very uh, Happy Gilmore like, "I'll see you in the parking lot" moment at first. Mm-hmm. 
But then it turned into, you know, I, we wanted to prove to you that you were wrong. That's what it was. I, I also think that, you know, Armando Baycott's not a freshman. He's been through this. He's in a media, you know, in a, a, a market that craves college basketball, that cares so deeply about this. And he understand he he understands when he hears criticism. Sometimes they need to hear it, right? And I yes. think Armando Baycott was mature enough. And look, was he? What, 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 did he not like it when Jeff Goodman said that? I'm sure he didn't. But at the end of the day, I think, based on his comments today, it's very obvious he had the maturity to say, look, maybe Jeff's right. Maybe we are a little soft right now. Maybe we aren't competing at the level we need to compete at to be ACC cal- champion caliber team. Maybe we're not competing at the level we need to be to go to the final Let me four. ask you a simple question here. It's a yes or no for the three. All you say is yes or no because it's going to be rapid fire. Did you expect North Carolina to be a final four team back in November? No. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's one. Did you think that Duke could be a Final Four team back in November? Yes. Yeah. Did you think Villanova could be a Final Four team back in yeah. November? No. Yes. Yes. No. Because when, when Samuels and Gillespie said they were coming back, you knew that that automatically by default made them a contender to get here. Right. They, they were old enough where you yeah, knew that they had a saying. shot. You know, yes. you, even if they're a four seed, you, you, they're still going to be in the conversation. So, I, so after Marquette, is that what the conversation we were having? Okay. No, I'm saying back in November. November, before it started. Before yeah. you, did okay. you? Okay. And did you yeah. think Kansas could? Yes. So the only answer here is is the team that you said no to. Hubert Davis takes over for Roy Williams. Hubert Davis has a hefty amount of stress on him, whether he wants to say it or not, because you you have that active foul. And I know you could say no. No, 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 no. I agree with you. But talent-wise, no one questioned and that their talent that was there. And Coach of the Year is a season-long award. I mean, oh, he dug you. the hole. Absolutely he dug the hole. But as he said today, and nobody wants to hear it because people say it's cliche and wrong, he looked at the press he goes, guys, it takes time. Oh, it does. And I get the sense for Hubert Davis that at a certain point this year, he said, you know what, screw this. Screw me trying to be somebody I'm not. I've got to do me. You, you have to do that, but you're also at these four programs is one thing you're not afforded to do. You don't get time. Right. You don't get time. You I don't get, get time if you're the head coach of Kansas. No one cares. They want Bill Self back here next year. If you're Villanova, no one cares. They want you. They expect you to be sure. back here. If you're at Carolina and, and, and Duke, they don't care. They don't care. So time is something you're not allowed. You got to show up and bring it every year. Now, again, it is up to him as a coach to be patient. Right. That's his responsibility. We said that with Mike Young today, and I, and I applauded Mike Young for that. I was around Mike Young's team when they were 0 for 4 and they struggled out the gate, and then he remained. That, that's your responsibility as a coach because right. if your leader panics, the troops are going to panic. Sure. And how easy could it have been as we await Chris Jans, the new head coach of Mississippi State, how easy it could have been for him to break from that stress as we welcome in uh, the head coach of Mississippi State, Chris Jans. Chris, thanks for joining us. John Fancy here. It's good to see you. I got to cover your, your win over Connecticut in Buffalo, and, and, and congratulations on taking over at, at Mississippi State. Describe to us what the last couple of weeks has been like for you. Well, at least we're starting with a good memory. We didn't talk about the exit of the NCAA tournament, so I appreciate that. Um, like all the new coaches tell you, it's just fast and furious, and fortunately I've been through it now, so I knew what to expect. And um, you just got to prioritize, you know. You got to prioritize and you got to get your players right and your coaches right and try to get back to people later. But um, you're tired, but it's about the best tired you're going to feel, you know, when you get one of these opportunities. So uh, it's been good. It's been good. We still got a lot to figure out, but uh, so far, so good. You know, when you'll feel really good? 
when you see that first direct deposit <laughs> go in. That's when you will feel really, really good. Yeah, probably. I haven't got there yet. And I'm sure my wife's got half of it spent already. But. <laughs> she was great. Listen, I was sitting right in front of your wife. I don't know if she told you this. She did. Through both games. And the emotions, it's awesome. The emotions after you guys beat UConn. To look back and see her, and and it was like you could tell it was she was trying to keep it in, and she couldn't anymore. And uh, I just went over and and just said like, congrats, enjoy it. Like it was fun, and to watch you come over with all you've been through, you know, like those are the best memories of this for me. You know, see a guy like you who I know has worked his way up over the years to get that opportunity and to take advantage of it, and. Again, how, how hard was it, though? So you're in New Mexico State. You do that, and then you leave. Like, that's got to be really, really hard to do for a school and then say, like, I can't really enjoy it there. Yeah, that's a lot to unpack. Um, <laughs> yeah, it is. <laughs> you know, to be honest with you, I haven't watched any of either game, UConn or Arkansas. Um, so I haven't really enjoyed the UConn game yet yeah. and uh, haven't really had to go through the pain of – of the Arkansas loss because uh, it was so quick. You know, we fly back and then we turn around and fly to Starkville the next day and try to do laundry and repack and go clean my office out the next morning, which is hard. And just to be honest with you, like, I really so haven't been emotional. Like, yeah. I haven't really been emotional. I'm probably more of an emotional guy that people realize. And um, just haven't grieved the loss, haven't grieved the end of the season like you always do, especially when it's in the NCAA tournament, and really haven't had time to celebrate, you know, the win against UConn or the fact that we got an opportunity at Mississippi State, and hopefully it'll slow down here, and, you know, I'm sure we'll have some time together to be able to uh, talk about the games and how they felt and what we went through, but um, it's a whirlwind. It is, and I sound clicheish, but I don't know how else to put it. I really think, T.O., that – this is the best hire in the SEC. That was about to be my next I, I really, I'm not yep. saying that. I, I think I've said it to anybody and everybody. I think you fit well. I, I think, again, Style I talked to John Cohen. I talked yeah. to John Cohen before. You, you, I think you know this. And uh, I, I just think you're perfect for it. I do. And I, and I think, again, to me, I always go by this, and we just saw Nate Oates walk off, and they talked. Mm-hmm. He's licking his chops, by the way. He's not. He's not. And that's how you can tell the fear that I think you as a, as a coach, because you can coach, because you can recruit, because you're going to be able to get Dukes, transfers, you name it, whatever, high school kids. I think coaches in the SEC are more feel, fearful of you in Starkville than they are of all those other dudes. I don't know who you're listening to, man, but you are so off base. Like, <laughs> no, I, I, fear is not the word that people uh, equate with me when they look down right, in well, the sideline. Yeah, it's more so like, fine. dude's got a face for radio, man. Like, like, that's why the TV, when you ask me to come on, I'm like, I don't know if that's a good you're idea. You're not alone. It's okay. Right. I hear you. Right. Right. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I gotta, I've known Nate for a long time, and, you know, I walk in and, it's welcome to the league, and I'm like, oh, my God. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I went and watched his practice a couple of years ago, and I went to uh, the Alabama football game from New Mexico State. I went on the team playing, and, and he was so kind to let me watch practice, and I asked him if I could do it on an annual basis, and he said, hell no. Yeah, that's, yeah, it. that's it. He said, we're not doing that anymore. But um, I appreciate the kind words, and, you know, it's an unbelievable challenge. Uh, very thankful and grateful for the opportunity, and, 
we got a lot of work to do. You know, I know it's a big stage, and the lights are going to be a little brighter, and we're going to play against some of the best players in college basketball and coach against arguably some of the best coaches in college basketball. And, um, you know, the biggest thing, obviously, is get the right people in the room. You know, we got a lot of work to do to get the right people in the room, both players, coaches, staff. And at the end of the day, you know, when you're going out to play, that's all that really matters. You know, that's good who they're going to influence winning or losing, and um, that's what we're trying to do. But um, it's definitely, a, you know, move up the weight class and uh, everything's going to be uh, uh, more criticized and everything's going to mean more, and, um, and we'll see how we handle it. Yeah. The, the way your team's playing, attacking the glass, like the way you recruit, like Jeff said, I think it fits perfect. I think it fits perfect. Moving forward into the league, what excites you the most? You elaborated a little bit as far as, you know, the different coaches and that, but what excites you the most about that step up in weight class? In a perfect world, you know, I've usually been at places my whole career where the only chance you had to go to the NCAA tournament is to win the conference tournament. Yeah. And to be in a league now where that's not the case, obviously, that's kind of a breath of fresh air. You know, we certainly got a ways to go to be able to, get in that position but um not to have to feel like you know every game every loss is you're out you know in Wichita State obviously we got to the point where it wasn't like that but still it was almost like we were scarred even when we were really good it was like we can't lose this game or we're gonna you know drop a seed line or what have you so um I think that's what I look forward to the most um it's just being in a place where you know, if you do well and, and you'll have opportunities almost every night out to, you know, have a statement win or, you know, what have you and, and, and move the needle in a positive way and not have that, you know, it's, it's three or out, you know, in March to have a chance to, to, to be in that large uh, team in the tournament. This is a program that's had one NCAA tournament appearance since 2009. So as you take it over, what's possible at Mississippi State? Yeah, you know, to be honest with you, it's a good time to be there. Um, there's been some great coaches and great teams and great players. And, you know, Coach Holland has been so good to me. We've talked on the phone. I reached out to him, and he was kind enough to have some conversations with me and certainly appreciate that. But um, there's, there's room for growth. You know, I think any coach that takes over a situation that they haven't been a perennial NCAA tournament team, you kind of say, hey, you know, we can make our mark and we can write some chapters in this you know, historic program. And, you know, it's different when you take over a program that they've been going, you know, year in and year out. And that's certainly not the case for Mississippi State. So, um, you know, there's room for growth. And, and that's going to be our goal is to try to, you know, be in that conversation every single year. Who's going to win the national championship? Oh, man. Tans hasn't even been paying attention. I haven't. He's been trying to get I know players. who's in it. I know who's in it. Um, I just think because of the storybook, it's just like destiny. I, I just can't imagine Duke not getting it done. Yeah. Um, that's my take on it. But, again, I, I'll be honest with you. I don't know much about any of these teams. I really haven't paid that much attention watching games. Uh, once you get beat in a tournament, everyone's different. I don't watch any games to the Final Four. It's just you're done. too hard. You're hurting. You don't want to think about – wanting to play there and having to watch from your home. So uh, we'll see. How, how did you handle – okay, so when you get the job, again, there's guys that might transfer. Iverson Molinar, I think, went in the uh, – he declared right yep. away, right? Yep. He's the only one yep. so far. Like, how do you handle all this right now, and, and how the hell do you come down to New Orleans for a night when you so much is going through your head right now that you have to do? Yeah, that was the first order. 
you know, was not, I wasn't on the itinerary, but when I got on that plane, first thing I said is, we got to organize a team meeting when I land. You know, I'm like, if, if I'm in Starkville and those players know I'm in Starkville and I haven't met them yet, I wouldn't be too happy. And so that was the first order of business after going to see the president and, you know, meeting him and doing that. And then we went right to the arena and, you know, had a chance to meet him like we all do when we get a new job. And then the next morning, you know, having individual meetings and, you know, just chopping it up with them and trying to get a feel for what their experience has been at Mississippi State, our vision for the program. Um, you know, give me a chance. Let's build a relationship. Um, you know, here's what we do, we've done. Here's what we're trying to do. And um, they've been great. They've been great. I mean, I've inherited some really good players and equally important great kids. Um, they love Mississippi State, and they for get, the most part, their experience has been yeah, really they do good. Have, they do they have got some talent. talent. Like he did well. I thought he did well in the portal. You know, and, and you got to figure out. Have you have you talked to? I mean, I know you're keeping George Brooks, an assistant on staff. Have you talked to Ben Howland? Do you talk to Ben Howland and get kind of his thoughts now? Of course, I mentioned that earlier. We talked, and um, he's great. And I talked to you know uh, some outgoing assistants as well, and. I mean, just trying to get as much information right. as I can, to be honest yeah. with you, to try to Smart. formulate, you know, who, who, who I have and who they are as people and as players. And certainly the most important is uh, me getting to know them. You know, now that I've got some comrades in arms, you know, that first yeah. four or five days, it was me solo every day. And that was a mistake. I should have brought a guy with me right away. And I don't know what I was thinking. Yeah, but you I didn't, didn't know if James it. was going to get the job. Exactly, exactly. But now it's just, yeah. it's just a relief, you know. Like, you got some dudes with you. You don't have to do everything. And, you know, we Obviously, like everybody, you're working all day and calling the restaurants. Who's open the latest so we can get a meal before we go to bed and, and talk about, you know, how the day went. But, um, you know, we're just, just trying to figure it out. You know, obviously with the portal, um, it's, it's different now. It, you don't have to build a program. you got to build a team, and I've been doing that for a long, long time. Mm -hmm. I've right. never, you'll never hear me talk about building a program, and I don't mean that in a way where we won't have a culture or we won't have a standard of expectations. But... Building, you know, building a, a, a program and, and, and I want the right guys and all that stuff, it's, it's dead. I mean, it's not happening anymore for most of us. Yeah. Certainly there are certain yeah. programs that will do it that way. Building but in reality, yeah. you know, for the, mo for, for, for the most of us, it's going to be each year you're going to have to figure out a way to build a team. Mm -hmm. hmm. uh, we always love telling war stories here on Field 68. And as you take this job, you know, you, you've had a journey here to get to this point. I don't know if it's your first job in coaching. Something way back when you think about the beginnings. Because all these guys are out here, these young guys are out here. At conventions this week, they're trying to learn, they're trying to network, they're trying to do it. Like, when you think about your road to getting here, Chris, what's a story or a memory that comes to mind that made you say, how the hell am I here today? Man, you don't know me very well, but I say that every day. I mean, I really do. I, there hasn't been a day that go, has gone by that... At some point during the day, I have a moment where I smile out or I, or I make a little noise and like, <laughs> really? Like, I'm the head coach at Mississippi State and, and that's a good thing and it's almost like I, I pinch myself every day. Like, um, I never thought I'd have this opportunity and I'm, I'm blessed and grateful and I'm going to try to take complete advantage of it. And at the end of the day, you know, there were so many people that have helped me get to this point. Certainly my wife and family, but all the colleagues and the coaches and, um, you know, I got story after story and, you know, unfortunately I can't say that the majority of them here with you guys on TV, we can talk about it off, we can talk about it off camera if you want, but, um, 
30 years, you know, it's been 30 years in the game and I've been at every level. You know, I started, you know, I started as a Division Three assistant for Scott wow. Trost at Elmer's College in 1992, and my salary was $1,000. And so I valeted cars at all the fancy clubs. I substitute taught, and I mean, I didn't even have a teaching degree. But in the state of Illinois, they need teachers so bad, they, they took anyone with a degree. What were you oh, yeah. teaching? I, I did elementary substitute teaching. And I'm walking in there, I'm like, I got a lesson plan and everything. I'm like, what am I doing? You know, first and, and second grade. And it was That's it was nice. gratifying. Like I said, if I don't make it into coaching, I'm going to go be a teacher. I really liked it. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, well, I just got the call in the morning and, hey, we need a sub. You know, here's the grade. Here's the school. And it was 60, 70 bucks a day. And so I never turned it down. you ballet at night? Or oh, yeah. It? Ballet on the weekends. And then uh, I worked at a basketball academy. This is not academy. a silver spoon guy. No, 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 no. And then I got a raise the second year. I did such a good job. I got 1500 <laughs> <laughs> But, but the other coaches started hiring me. I started recruiting for football and baseball. They hired me to work the phones, Division Three, And so I just did everything I could to try to, you know, make so ends meet. So when you walk around here, like, wow. tonight in New Orleans with Mississippi State, like, you're yeah. smiling. You're, you're just like, how did this happen? I don't know, man. I'm just trying to do my job and, and Gosh, be grateful awesome. for it and try to take advantage of the opportunity. And I would tell all those young guys out there, man, just – be good to people. Work your tail off. Mm. Don't compare yourself to others. Yeah. Just do a good job, and people will notice it. And you know, you need people to lift you up. You know, but don't comparing yourself to others is the worst thing you can do. All right. Well, listen. We appreciate. It. We're gonna put uh, the guy. He's a big UConn fan, Doster. By the way, so you, <laughs> you broke his arm. That makes me. Hey, that makes me even more happy. <laughs> oh, it's like, oh, it should be really love dumb. having you here. Like we. Ha- we had to have you here. There's, there's a reason why I didn't sit in the <laughs> More than one. Yeah, so good. Yeah, right. So good. 30, 37 of them, to be exact. 37 of them, to be exact. Yeah, he was special, wasn't he? Oh, my gosh. It's unbelievable. Huh? <laughs> Teddy Buckets. That Ooh, was an all-time. We, we were going to ask you for your best Teddy Allen story, but I don't know if we had. Hey, I don't know if we wanted to go there. Teddy Allen was really, really good yeah, for us. Yeah. He came in with the right attitude. He loves ball. He worked his tail off. I couldn't be more happy for him. I couldn't he be more happy for him. entertaining as hell. That he was. I'd pay to watch him play. Oh, no doubt. He's got a unique skill set. That. Yeah, he just, he's got so much shit to him. He's got so game. much confidence, and you need that. He's got the best hand-eye coordination I've ever seen. Really? really? I mean, the best. He, he can. He's like a pitcher. He can move it up and down. He can move his trajectory. It's really good that way. Right, well, listen, enjoy tonight. Enjoy New Orleans. Congrats again. And uh, thanks for stopping by. Appreciate it. Thanks, thanks Chris. Appreciate it. Thank you. Thanks, awesome. Coach. Appreciate Congratulations. it. Congratulations. Chris Dance again. Good luck. That's awesome stuff. That's just awesome. I mean, that's the American dream right there. Guy is making $1,000 30 years ago, T.O. Unbelievable. So, so get this. So he would go substitute teach right. during the day, coach basketball afterwards, and then be the valet. That would to shut his day down. Yes, I mean, couldn't have been too much sleep. Congratulations yes. to him. His style of the kind of kid that he brings in transfers. Yeah, let's move this over for you. I love how. Not, hold on, not Terrence, to cut, not, also what? not to cut you guys off. Can someone fix my set? Goodman, right. Goodman destroyed the set. the set. Goodman destroyed, Goodman destroyed the, set. the set. Goodman, fix the set. <laughs> <laughs> fix the set. <laughs> 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 <laughs>
What is that? What is that? Look at look at how that ball looks. Come on. This is why I also love working with Terrence Oglesby. Look at this. I was so engaged in what you were saying. Hey, look. All right. So before before we get before we move on to this game, that's going to be legendary. It's going to be epic. It's going to be big time. Somebody fix the ball. It's driving our. What's going on? It's driving digging nuts. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> really? Add the hat. Whoever whoever wins this little game we're about to play gets to wear the hat tonight. I'm going to wear All right, it because so, I'm the game uh, show host here. Yeah, yeah. Let, 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 yeah, let Fanta wear it. Let Fanta wear it. Fanta. All right, here we go. I'm shutting up. I'm hey, shutting up. Host the game. Yeah, yeah, finish the point. Can I finish my point? We'll get out of the way because Fanta uh, acknowledged that I can get a little scatterbrained. No, but, I'm saying I was engaged, and then we started a whole new segment. Go ahead. Yeah, we'll just get going. His style of the kind of kid he brings in, his toughness how they crash the boards moving into the sec it's going to be perfect and i think a lot of people a lot of fans at mississippi state are going to be thrilled with chris jans and how he proceeds forward i mean it's 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 a match made in heaven in my mind i'm an sec grad out of missouri and i'm you know i'm worried mississippi state's going to be a yeah and he he just fits he just fits all right are we ready it's now time here from gordon biersch in new orleans Come and see us. We're going to be back tomorrow, 12 to 2, 6 to 8 local time, right here at Gordon Beers. We're right across the street from Harris. I'm going to go win me some money tonight. We're about a block away from the Hilton where all the coaches are. You're going to meet somebody. You could meet Jim Root and Sean Paul. Jim from Three Man Weave. Sean Paul, knower of all things. It is now time for the first edition of Who He Play. Four <laughs> in college basketball. College basketball version. I love it. Very nice. Very nice. Here we go. Are we ready for this? I'm ready to listen. So we are going to get names from the back from Greg Waddell, Carter Elliott, Dagan Hughes have been working feverishly at this. Well, well I haven't been. Let's be honest. It's been these. Right. Who knows more? Who do you think is going to win this game? I think we're both going five for five. That's my estimate. Oh, They're both That's going it. five I'm for four. five. Four, I, I see a Creighton Blue Jays fan. Thumbs up to you, no, sir. No. All right. Randolph, who you? Randolph was hot at Bet Rivers. Randolph, who are you picking to win this game? You can't pick. I'm going with my man. I'm going with Shawnee. I've never, I've never been favored in anything. So I'm a shot standing up. I didn't know. Is is it? <laughs> I just, Randolph said he would I'll, say I'll the loser has to buy a drink, pass. but Sean's only 20. Yeah. All right, here we go. Wait, so, b- before I place a hefty wager on Sean right. Paul minus 125, I need to know. Is Sean Paul doing this standing up, or is he going to take up. a yeah, yeah, He's standing yeah, up right now. Sean Paul's standing up. Okay. All right, Greg Waddell, give us our first name. Here we go. I need to be able to reach the mic. First, <laughs> first of all, it's a pleasure to be here, gentlemen. Good luck to you both. Yeah, I mean, hold on, hold on. Make sure you don't yell it out. Right, make sure yeah, you write it down. Write yeah, it down. Of course. Yes. Right, okay. Player number one. Oh, Wait, am I am I just giving the name? That's it, yes, right? Just, just giving the name. Duke Dean. Duke Who he played for? Dean. Who he played for? Wow. All right, flash it up. Here we go. What do you have? Troy. Troy. Woo! Right. One right. point one one apiece. One, 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 one all here. One all. All right. Name number two, Waddell. If they both go five for five, we need sudden death. Yeah, that's right. We might go D two for five. All right. Apologize ahead of time for mispronunciation. I might. <laughs> Josiah Alec. Who he play for? Josiah Alec. T O. We would never have a shot in hell. 
U- UMKC, Kansas City. Kansas City. They don't go by UMKC anymore, by the way. <laughs> oh! oh! Let's go! Oh! The Weave! The Weave loves it! The Weave loves it! Wait a minute! Wait a minute! Do we still count it? Yes. Oh, no, it counts. The judge is counting it. I just wanted to to do my little one-upsmanship there. You (laughs) were. You did. You pulled that off very successfully. All right. Two for two. What's name number three? Brandon Whitney. Who he play for? Yeah, can I say this is unreal how fast it's unbelievable. It's it's Montana, Montana. That's right. That's right. I just... He went. He made the end Three for three. Three for three. All right, here we go. I have a sudden death, by the way, ready to go at the D1 level. I bet you I could get him. Go ahead. Rayshon Harrison. Oh, I know that one. I know that one. See, Terrence has it here. They're three for three. Hold on. RC, are you ready to leave back there? I think they're on the same. Is it Presbyterian? Presbyterian. Unbelievable. He's a good player. He'll end up somewhere. He's a good player. Yeah, he is in the transfer portal. He's in the transfer portal. Okay, so maybe not. Maybe you see next year. Right. Yeah, if we'd have put undecided, would that have won? Fair enough. Final round. Here we go. John Tez Campbell. Oh. Oh. They went hard on us. They went hard on us. John Tez Campbell? John Tez Campbell. Well, now that you say junior. It's wrong, but I'll throw a guess. It's wrong, but I'll throw a guess out. Wait a minute. Is it, okay, hold on, hold on. So we have one guess. We're, we'll wait here. We're going to go like Final Jeopardy. We're going to see what each one of you have done. Okay. I, I know I'm wrong now. Wait too. a minute. If I'm they're tied here, we go to sudden death, yeah. right? Okay. I do, and I have one here too. I'm also that. out of paper though, so I'll have to do on the backside, right? Backside. Okay. Okay. Backside's totally fine. I'm gonna laugh. <laughs> Somehow, Sean and I guessed the same wrong answer. Would be unbelievable. Thank you. All right, here we go. I know this is not right. not correct. Bowling Green is incorrect. Incorrect. Gardner Webb. Gardner Webb is incorrect. Woof. What is it? What is it? John Tez Campbell Jr. No, don't turn around. Don't turn around. <laughs> All right, she's going to give you a name, and you're going to have to guess. She is the white lotus spotter. Oh. oh, my. You're going to have to guess. Are we getting a player or a coach now? Expert right here. It, this sums, sums up the whole show. Sam Towns. Sam Towns. Now, wait a minute. Sean Paul gave a look of confusion. I think I might be. Oh. Hey, don't mess the money up, Sean. Let's go, Don't mess the money up. Randolph may or may not have placed a wager on Sean Paul before the game began. Right. Right. I'm not We're presented by Bat Rivers. Why bet me? Is it I got it. He did get it. Oh. There it is. Jeff Balls is in the house. Stop the show for a second. I had to take control. You got to give me one of these. You know Here we go, brownies. Here we go. Here we go, brownies. Here we go. That's what I'm talking about right there. Member of the dog pound. 
So are we in sudden death here? Thank you, Jeff Balls. Wait, wait, wait. Real I quick, I just want to be clear. John Tez Campbell Jr. is not a real player. What? Wow. <laughs> wait a minute, you can't do that. <laughs> that is cheating. That's cheating. Come on now. All right, you ready? Are you ready? Here's the sudden bet. Sudden death player. Ben Sternberg. All right, it's definitely a walk-on. Uh-oh. You can't pick a walk-on, dude. Is that a walk-on? You can't pick a walk-on. No. Oh, no. That's like saying, well, 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 you can, you can pick, pick any player on the team. It sounds no. like a Summit League guy to me. Okay. Well, it's. All right. All right. Hold on. Hold on. Phantom, look for a new one. We got one over here. All right. I'll go with one here because I got Chris Green. Oh, no. no. Chris Green. Oh, no. He doesn't know. He doesn't feel confident. I'm not 100% sure. Let me see. Did he get it? I'm not saying a word. What's amazing is, if you listen to the last two minutes, you, you might have. I'm just guessing. I don't know. <laughs> Wait a minute. Sean Paul says Morgan State. That's incorrect. Jim Root says Cleveland State. That is correct. Jim, weep, 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 weep. We have say? seen... I only got that because in the triple overtime game, Chris Green hit a late three. He made a late three, and he came in. I, I, I know, don't know where he came from, but he made it. All right, post-game interview here with Jim Root, our champion for who he played for. Sean Paul, I am so sorry. Uh, you will go home with Cheez-Its. Jim, uh, what, what, is, uh, what, did, what did it take to win this game? Well, first of all, I got to give credit to Sean Paul for putting up incredibly stiff competition. Right. We got them all right, except the guy that doesn't actually exist. So, you know, right. you, you know, you got to tip your cap there. But it's just endless hours grinding grinding Ken Palm and being a degenerate gambler. I think I got, that's what i got to give my credit to. 1-800-G-A-M-B-L-E-R. It's the numbers. It's quick uh, speed dial in my phone. And you do bet. When you do bet, you bet that Rivers. And responsibly, of course. What's your message to Sean Paul after tonight? Uh, he will probably beat me next time, so keep the chin up. I like that. Yeah. I li What's this mean yeah. for the weed? Yeah. Uh, we're clearly taking off after this. I mean, the other guys are going to ride my coattails as they do. So, you know, that's... <laughs> weave and what? Yeah. Oh, is Weave ahead of sleepers? Halifax Media, sleepers. <laughs> the sleepers making up a player was absolutely outstanding. Right? You saw. You saw. That the was the most on-brand thing that's faces. happened today. Is is, yeah, is sleepers media making up a player? All there's, right. But there's nothing that's ever been on. Is brand. our time up? Our time is up. We are back here tomorrow with you, twelve to two, six to eight. Tomorrow we have more guests coming. Rob Dowster is going to get the lineup. I'm going to keep amping it, folks. We are now less than forty-eight hours away from the greatest Final Four you've ever seen: Caesar Superdome, Coach K, North Carolina Duke. Then you have the winningest program in Kansas. You have Villanova. Get ready. We're back tomorrow. Who do we have? I got to follow that. I got to follow, follow that. I'm the guest: Todd Golden, Bobby Hurley, Taylor King, and a special guest that is bringing a crew. Of his former assistants, wow. he may or may not have a story about fighting Kevin Bacon that is told on this show tomorrow. If you know, you know. Carter, I can tell by his face, does not 
No. <laughs> Wrap it up, Fanta. Take us home. That's going to do it for us, folks. It is the best week of the damn year. We will see you at noon tomorrow. Be with us on YouTube for a story about Kevin Bacon that will knock your socks off. We're all going to go drink. See you on Bourbon Street. <laughs> <laughs>